Yeah. So yeah. Welcome to 2021. Mm-hmm. How is it treating you? How do you okay. feel? Is it I'm okay. Like nothing, nothing really has changed. Like, like I really enjoyed my time at Christmas, but then I went back to work. Like it was only four day week this week, but it was just like, well, you know what I mean? It was like, you know, it's not like skipping a beat. Like the first day, it's not like you go in and anything's less. It's just like right back into it. You know, there's no like difference. It is a, it is a bit weird being back in Athlone. I think I'm a wee bit more lonely than I was because I hadn't spent two weeks at home straight. But mm. I'll get used to it again. Just because it was like two weeks of solid company yeah. to two weeks to then a full week of like no company. And you, and now, yeah, you're going back to like it, the most extreme version of the lockdown again. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's the thing. It went from one extreme to another. Like, like go to Athlone and don't yeah, leave your house. It's, like, <laughs> it's a bit shit yeah. right now. Like, it's all right now. I'm going to eat. You stood the first couple of days were worse, but I was just kind of like, exactly as you say, like it wasn't even like it's the complete extreme like it went from fucking went nuts with the cases and everything got locked down and i fucking had to drive down like the day after everything went into lockdown anyway didn't get stopped granted but i was allowed to drive anyway so yeah you're allowed to go to wherever you you live yeah plus i would i would be able to be like why were you in donegal well i went there for christmas and sure look what happened (laughs) yeah Yeah. i didn't know this was gonna happen i still have to go to work like that's my fault yeah (laughs) i did that Um, 21 for you yeah like it's good it's good i feel good mm. i was listening back to the um edit in the the live stream we did oh yeah and we were kind of talking it was like oh nothing's really going to change but like i don't know i just feel good I, like i've been quite creative um i've done like a, about a page of writing every day this week pretty much oh that's excellent and it's like it's not even like me well, the last couple of days is kind of me just like trying to stick with it. But the first day or two was just like, I felt like I needed to do it. Yeah. It's like, it's a nice feeling. And I felt like just need, needing to create more than like having to make myself, which is cool. Mm. Um, I'm also aware that it's, it's a feeling that'll probably uh, go away. So I'm just trying to jump on it and make the most of it while while it's here. Yeah, yeah what you mean? Like, because you know, it can be fleeting, like this kind of inspiration or this drive. Yeah. So like take as much of it as you can <laughs> uh, yeah it's probably partly from the wee break over christmas but i think too like i don't know just a lot of like um think like thinking about cer- certain things stuff over to, over to christmas and uh i think i'll probably get into it on a different episode once i've got more time to process it because i'm i'm still processing some s- stuff no i i'm sorry I'm, I'm gonna have to ask you to do it right now <laughs> I'm gonna. I thought you were just gonna say I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, that too. That's not what we. That's not what we do here. No. Yeah. It's be me talking nonsense. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah. No. No. Like I feel good just from um, some wee like conclusions I reached in my mind, but I'm still uh, still get my head around them. But this this podcast for 2020 alone, and then we'll look at the next one for 2021 going forward. Yeah. I suppose. Uh, that reminds me. Uh. Any uh, resolutions or anything? No, I'm not really one for like resolutions, really. Because I remember reading, yeah, nor, nor am I. reading something ages ago, and they were like saying about how like you shouldn't really make New Year's resolutions. You should be trying to do like a continual self improvement, which is like, like don't get me wrong, like I'm kind of doing some things. As in, like I'm not, I'm doing a dry January, not oh, drinking yeah, this month, too. and then like kind of the coffee. <laughs> hmm? 
I'm doing that too. You said dust the coffee. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> and kind of stuff like that. We'd usually be already smashed by this point. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, but you usually drink a bottle of wine before we start. <laughs> usually about halfway through a bottle of one to kind of like, depend on how much I have you, get myself kind of talkative. But um, that's it. Like, I'm going to try and get like proper, like get my head down and get fit this year, but like not, I'm not setting any goals. I'm like, kind of more yeah. like just to do general health fitness. I actually watched a really inspirational video that made me want to get exercising more. And all it was was this 40-year-old man was like, I have hated exercising my whole life, but my doctor told me I'm going to die of a heart attack like my dad if I don't start losing some weight. And he was like, I don't like running. I don't like doing anything. So he's 40 years old and he decided to get a fucking skateboard and a helmet. And he's just been skating every fucking day, like to work and stuff. And he's lost like 20 pounds. It was only a month after he did it. That's and he kind. was like, I was like, this is actually pure cool because it's just so, like, it seems so out of whack for a 40 year old. Yeah. Like, he was like, I've never skated before and I've just always hated exercising, but this is fun for me. And he's like, I'm not going to ever have a six pack. I'm not going to ever have anything, but I'm losing weight. So that's the important thing. It's like, yeah, I can do that. I can do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's always been my problem too. It's like, I just can't. It's like, why would I go to gym and like cycle nowhere or like, you know, like just one of those, mm. one of those things of, just the idea of like doing an exercise where, where you it's just yourselves and the same the same thing when you're done mm. is like is what is like the obstacle I always have. But I think like, like I yeah, you just, just can't find something because I hear people a lot like that's their kind of just seems to be their journey. They'll all start off that same way and then find something mm. that just like works for them. Actually, um. Yeah. I heard someone say, do you know, um, Mr. Rogers? Yeah. Mr. Like my, um, the, of the neighborhood. Fame. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was trying to, I was trying to say the word there of like the neighborhood or my, yeah. I'd say my friendly neighborhood, but it was like, that's Spider-Man. <laughs> You're finally a friendly neighborhood, <laughs> Rogers, Mr. Rogers. Like... <laughs> um, yeah, like he, he, he swam a mile every day, but I, I think someone was talking about it on a podcast recently. They were saying that they seen him do that, and as like the most leisurely mile ever. Yeah, like it, it was. You know what? It like, wasn't like a pure intense, like trying to beat a time. It was like just yeah. A mile. It was just like he just swam, and he would just. It was more about just being in the water and enjoying it as much as it was the exercise. And it's like if you can, I think that's the kind of the thing you have to find. Whatever that. The goal, like you. that's the goal because then, then you enjoy it and some people obviously do enjoy going to the gym and i find going yeah. to the gym you get more into it but it was like usually i went to the gym maybe when it's like playing rugby so that was also like there was a goal there if you know what i mean because it was like they get better for this yeah i don't play anymore yeah i must i i have been thinking about it. i should probably give it a go i know uh i think rob mentioned going to the gym so maybe if i get a get a gym buddy mm. can make it happen I'm just thinking of like, like where I am now. I'm thinking of just trying to get a bike, just go cycling because mm-hmm. there's like a nice six point three kilometer. Yeah, like that. That that's great too. Like that's that's the kind of thing that makes sense to me. It's like you're out and you're going somewhere, <laughs> even if you just go on a loop. Yeah, like I just think of well, I love... have six point three kilometer loop here, and it's like just do that, and I'll do it like once, and then maybe one day I'll do it twice. You know, like can I or do it yeah. forwards and then do it backwards because there's hills. Yeah. So it'll be different to going up and down hills. Mm. Something like that that's why. Right. <laughs> I think that's why, like, I've just taken to, like, walking so much. Mm. Just because it's uh, one of those things that that I just can enjoy. And 
also get to listen to podcasts and stuff. You know, if I went to the gym and just put a podcast on, it'd probably be grand. <laughs> yeah, I've started, I've started thinking that there too, about because I always went to the gym and listened to music and stuff. But then, like, I was like, I think I'd actually prefer to listen to podcasts when I think about it. Mm. Just because also they're more of an hour long. Like, sometimes it's, it's almost been so fucking long trying to figure out my, work, yeah, my playlist like... and I'm, like, fucking just wasting time. And then you yeah. kind of get out of rhythm where if you just... If you, get, it, go, if you like... get any good... If you get any good podcast, like you, you wouldn't even notice what you're doing. Well, like that'll actually be an interesting. That could be a wee segue. Then, what was your number one podcast of the year? Because I can tell you, my podcast of the year, according to Spotify, was this very it's podcast. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. I was going to actually um, put it up on our like <laughs> Facebook page. My sister sent me her top top uh podcast and it was us as well and it was like you listened to it a whole two times (laughs) (laughs) two times more than any other podcast you listened to so we were still top yeah (laughs) still fucking made it like yeah no my top podcast of this year that's a good question actually just for sheer listens it's probably uh dak shepherd armchair expert with dak shepherd mine is mine because i've just sorry go ahead I've just been like, um, like I'm still working my way through. I just like really started, like kind of found love with it, and then downloaded loads of old episodes, which I'm still gradually working my way through. You know what you mean? Yeah, you're kind of catching back up. Or... Yeah. So for sheer numbers, it's that one. But um, I'll have a wee look at my podcast app here and see uh, if anything jumps out at me as like being a a favorite. See, that's kind of funny for me. I would say that my number one kind of has to be it's just i don't listen to it on spotify is the glass cannon podcast because i'm currently at yeah episode 116 in the glass cannon podcast and in androids and aliens i'm at like 15 so that means out of those guys alone i've listened to like pretty much 131 hours yeah i've listened to a lot of them too <laughs> but the thing is is i was thinking about it when did you tell me about them i think it was after summer i think uh, it was like we can, September. we can check the tapes <laughs> No, that's the thing. You actually, you actually told me about this in person, off air. Because I remember when you told me. Yeah, the first time. Because I remember then I. Because I remember that I definitely brought them up on the podcast too. Yeah, that's true, actually. But the first time, maybe you brought them up because I, I mentioned them because I remember you told me them because I do remember your catch and I was like, oh, I've been listening, and I just didn't expect. But I I think it's like September, and I was kind of thinking about it. I was like, that's a wide lot of time, Thomas, that you spent. Now, granted, I was doing three hour commute. So, yeah, ass, but still, yeah. and it was probably serial killers. Listen to a good lack of serial killer documentaries, just getting tips, you know. Yeah, <laughs> See, I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> so that's how he got um, caught. Invisible, so yeah, which are the ones I really, even though it's quite an old podcast and it's been around for maybe what is it? It is, um, I'll get the wee blurb up the invisible forces that. Uh, something like that. Hang on. <laughs> oh, do you mean the internet? Unseeable forces control human human behavior and shape our ideas, be, belief, and assumptions. So it's basically like the invisible things that affect us all the time, like internet. So the first episode was uh, the secret history of thoughts, and it was about like uh, um, I think we talked about it actually because I was talk. It's about like a guy had OCD and everything. Oh yeah, I think so. And the different therapies yeah. that he went through. Yeah. So I listened to like quite a, f- a bit of that at the- when i discovered it um listen to like two seasons anyway maybe more no two seasons it looks like here and then i kind of stopped because i was like i need to listen to other yeah. stuff too <laughs> um 
Uh, I feel like there's another big podcast that I've discovered this year, but maybe not. I know I was pretty lackluster just because I got so stuck into one, and I just uh, and it always ends on a cliffhanger, yeah. so it's just so, roll on. I know I'm so I'm so glad I'm behind on that podcast because it's like the amount of times you're just like ah, I want to keep going and you can, but like if if I was like listen weekly, I think yeah, I'd be really annoyed. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> like I'm still about halfway there, but I know it's eventually going to come to that point. Like I feel like actually writing to them and pointing out and being like. One hurry up so I can always be. be- <laughs> <laughs> but see, this is good because we'll we'll both catch up on androids and aliens, and then we can. Well, this is my plan anyway, and I'm sure uh, you've thought about it too. But like, once I'm caught up on androids and aliens, I'll get that one every week, and then I'll still have oh, yeah. uh, glass cannon <laughs> to whenever I, mean- I need to. I'm going to try and like... That was basically my logic. I kind of switch it up depending. Um, Sometimes if I'm driving in the car a long time, I'm like, right, I'll just switch it up. But it's still the same guys. And they have a whole bunch of other stuff coming out too, I think, soon. What I do like, is as I'm intro- listening to it, is when you start from episode one, where they're just doing it for the crack, and then like at like episode like 90-something, they get sponsored by Paizo. And you hear them get... You know, like you, you've heard them like turn from mm. just a podcast, like kind of what we're doing, into a full professional thing. They've done a couple of... At this moment, from where I'm listening, they're doing, yeah, they're par- they're partner, yeah, they're partners, partners with Paizo, with Paizo, they're doing right? live events, doing live streams. They've it's got a cool. whole bunch of other shows coming up. They've got all this other stuff, and it's like, geez, this is pretty cool because yeah. you kind of see it go from the ground up. But there's actually a really nice opening on episode 100. Even I thought you'd really like it too, even if you just listen to the opening. And it's just him, him being like, he's like, you know. It's like, I'm Troy Valley. I'm 38 years old. I'm an actor. He's like, you know, maybe like, you know, like for anyone, you know, not everyone gets to where they want or hope to be at this stage in their life. And he's like, but usually what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to create something and I put it out there. I enjoy doing it with my friends and I hope people like it. And he's like, and I just can't believe how much it's blown up and how well I've done. It's like, you know, he's like, he's pure happy. You can just kind of hear in his voice. He's pure yeah. chuffed with himself, but like a really good way because he's pure just like, you know, people are really responding to this and I'm having fun with my friends. So. It's like a really nice sentiment. Yeah, that's all. That's all you can do. Like that. That. That's been my kind of attitude as well. And um, I actually just watched a video yesterday of uh, Veritasium. He's like a science no. YouTuber. I don't know if you've heard of him, but uh, he's like celebrated ten years on YouTube. So he's doing like a Q and A. And the thing he said as well was like he just started doing it, and like that's the most important thing. And like, I think that is like an inspirational too. It's like, you know, those guys the glass cannon lads are just doing something that they loved and doing it well and it turned something bigger and i think that's just what you kind of have to go for and that's what we're doing too with this podcast like and what this year has pretty much shown me personally anyway that like you kind of may as well go for because Everything can go to shit. Yeah. <laughs> so you may as well. So you're better off the thing that you like doing going to shit than the thing that you don't yeah. like doing. I suppose. I'm always going to be happier to have tried than to just not. Yeah. When you say which is what this is good for, and this is it's fun. It's and you can't just wait or wait around for like an opportunity. You have to start doing something. Well, it's not like in the movies where you'll just be like singing to yourself one day, and then there's like a movie producer there, and he's like, "I like your voice." <laughs> yeah. Then you have to go through like a drug addiction redemption and all, but like you, you do end up making it. Well, I'm halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> Addicted to so many drugs. <laughs> where's Where's the redemption coming? <laughs> I don't know, but these drugs are yeah. good. 
it's like what are your credentials and it's like just hand him a list of drugs yeah, just hand, him, hand, him, hand, him, hand him like a, like a drug screening thing and it's like ticking all the boxes it's like ah it's like oh this one in particular crippling <laughs> <laughs> they don't even make this anymore yeah uh, it's like fucking wolf of wall street do you see that i got coilies in here somehow <laughs> yeah I got a guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um. Yeah. So like, I uh, just kind of should say what I said to you. What the idea for this episode was, and it's basically like a re a review of twenty twenty. But I don't want to do like if you want to hear the best movies and the best whatever like those lists all exist already so i wanted to do our personal favorite things personal history 2020 of 2020 essentially just whatever the our our personal highlights so like they could be our favorite movies they could be our favorite movies that we watched this year but didn't come out this year or whatever stuff this year or just our favorite events or favorite books or just kind of whatever yeah like yeah. like the way you described just, it like yeah, any good thing any like any um positive things about 2020 because it's been such a a meme to just be like oh it's the worst oh that reminds me i found worst this book so far i found this book i'll hold up the camera and let you read it out fuck you 2016 <laughs> yeah and the subtitle is uh a look back on the worst back. year <laughs> i was i just i found this in my room tightened up the other day and i just was like ha <laughs> if only you knew what's in it i want to know now to be like oh you well, it's like oh this is quaint like this is so nice it's the well it's the year everyone died sugar tax no oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> the mannequin challenge bono was in here the toblerone travesty i didn't even know there was a toblerone travesty uh they made the spaces between the points bigger or something all right it seems so quaint in hindsight. Like, can you imagine? Know, can you imagine like, a fuck you twenty twenty and just be all like statistics of virus? Like, it was a bad, a bad year. Trump got elected. Yeah. Uh, when did Brexit start happening? Was that twenty sixteen as well? I thought that was twenty seventeen, but it could have been twenty sixteen. God knows, hey, that feels like it's been going on forever too. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Finally, but yeah, it's just fucking. It's like. <laughs> How would you even like the thing is you can tell 2016 wasn't that bad when you can make a book called Fuck You 2016? Yeah, like to make that about this year, you just be like, Fuck off, yeah, <laughs> fucking taking on burn <laughs> it or something. This is properly shit. Don't yeah. even talk to me. Like, don't, don't try and joke to me about this. Yeah, this is too serious to make yeah. a comic book about. <laughs> then again, don't like. I don't know, like, see the whole thing about 2021 being better than what I said in work is because obviously what's been all over the news is the Capitol Hill attack. It's like that happened. And I was like, Jesus, we're one week into 2021. Like, looking, like, like. but sure, that's how 2020 started to is like tw- the first thing that happened in 2020 was like the threat of World War Three. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then it was the end of the... and everything was on fire and... and then all the pandemic. And I was like, yeah, but like, this is the beginning. Like, this is the first event. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's um... just fucking. Trump. Yeah. 
he basically like incited everything and then was like don't do that yeah <laughs> yeah it's like i know you're doing it for me go with love and peace and all but i was like but i i don't condone this but um did find it funny i seen there was apparently a headline in a kenyan newspaper that was who's the banana republic now <laughs> <laughs> anyway 2020 focus yeah. Right. Um, so, like, I, I actually had a good year. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm glad that I can actually look back and be like, you know, that wasn't a fucking complete waste, which is kind of expected to say. Like halfway mm. through, I, like I was, I could feel myself in that like mind frame of being like, is like, am I gonna like take any value from this year? Is anything gonna happen? But no, I had a fucking. I think I I think I actually had a good year, as weird as as weird as that is to say. I was actually thinking about that too because I was like trying to think and I was like you know because as chat knew about like how am I gonna do this like am I gonna write a list or am I gonna try and do it on the fly? And I was like I'm gonna kind of do a mixture of both sort of I'm gonna have like a few things yeah. in my head to talk about. One of the funny things was like the thought stood off the bat. That's why I would say it was a good year for me. Is it was like during lockdown and during the pandemic and all where I decided to go to the doctor for mental health help to go get a counsellor, which is two very, very positive yeah. steps. And the thing is, it wasn't the pandemic or the lockdown, like, might have exasperated it, but it it wasn't what caused me to need to go get that help. I was going to need it anyway at some point, but I finally got off my ass. So that's a really good point, like, for 2020, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. That's actually I hadn't even I, thought about it. Uh, I was going to say, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I hadn't thought about it with 2020, but when I looked back on it, and I was like, but yeah, that's the year I did all that. And I've done a lot of like personal growth and like help that way. So like, it's a very good point. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, what Sorry, I was going to say, which I, I, I forgot to say when I asked about uh, resolutions, which, uh, like I said, I don't usually do either. But the thing that did come to my head was like, try to ask for help more. Mm. Because I, it's something that I notice I'm like really reluctant to do. So I'm... And the reason I think it might be good, like as a re- resolution, is almost to like um, make it a challenge for myself. Yeah. So then, if I do ask for help, it's no longer a weakness. It's a thing that I like set out to do. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, almost like mean. gamifying it. Yeah, and make like can I? You'd, you'd feel more rewarded for it, almost. Can I? Yeah. Mm. Instead of feeling like whatever bullshit, like negative feeling I have in my head for whatever reason. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of the things I and I've been I looked into it or or I have been looking into um making an appointment about and um what is it? an assess assessment, mental health assessment or whatever. Yeah, it'd be an assessment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely go do that because like it's mean and best bit of advice to say is just remember that even if you get assessed, if you don't like the first counselor or whatever that you might see, you can ask for another or try another. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's one of the things that most people trip up on is that maybe you're for you know I got lucky this year. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, but I still visited like three. Yeah. And I just chose the best one out of that. Yeah, because like uh like like you were saying, you know, one of the positives for you is like all like your self improvement and stuff. Hmm. And it's definitely the same for me. I feel like I've I I just feel like a different completely different person to be honest and uh going into this year yeah but that's also one of the things i've realized is like the i feel like i've done pretty much as much as i can on my own and now i need to like there's like a couple of wee things that i've noticed in myself it's like all right this is like a thing i need to i need a hand with <laughs> yeah exactly so, so that's like then feels like the next step now 
you need you've built and, yourself and some as scaffolding well, as they might call it, but you need somebody yeah. to help lay the foundations. Yeah. And uh, like as well as you inspiring me, there's also a guy. Uh, actually, you watch Funhouse, don't you? Or do you still? Yeah, watch it? every once in a while. Do you know uh, John Smith, the like uh, the kind of the bald chubby yeah. guy? You know I one? think so. Yeah, <laughs> there's only like four of them. There's only like four of them, <laughs> isn't there? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How, it's kind of changing all the time, but he's um basically over the last year. I think it was around like March or something, or maybe it was even later in the year. I can't remember now. But um, in a video, he basically was like, uh, "I went to a therapist, and like right away, she was like, i 'I'm pretty sure you've got bipolar.'" And then he went on medication, and he got really lucky, and like the first medication looked or worked. Mm. And then, like, in that video, I think, I don't know if someone commented on, like, his room or something, or if he just brought it up himself, but maybe someone commented, and that's why I started talking about it, and he was like, yeah, I took this medication, and, like, I organized my whole room, and, like, I'm way more productive, and mm. all this here. And even recently, actually, I was listening to uh, Lemmy on Blind Boy's podcast. Yeah. And he had a similar experience with, like, he met a guy at a party, who, and then found out after that the guy was on antidepressants, and he was like, oh, I thought that stuff was, like... You know, the guy John Smith was like, he just he described it as just feeling normal. <laughs> He's yeah. like, oh, this is what normal feels like. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, that's what I was wondering. That, was sounds, like, hmm. that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I don't wake up every day just in a bad mood or just yeah. in my life. And I'm like, that's right. You're not supposed to. Like, you know, like, you know, you can wake up in a shit mood. Oh, shit, I have to go to work. But you shouldn't wake up every day just being like, fucking hate this. Fucking hate my life. Fucking like, you know, that's not normal. <laughs> And that's why I was waking up every day. Like, what a way to start off your day. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, that's not to start my day, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, You know what I mean. Yeah, and another thing that's been helping actually this year is, or just even recently, is that uh, one of the books I've been reading, um, The Road Less Traveled, I think I talked to you about that before, written by a psychiatrist. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. he's talking about like the value of therapy and everything. But that book has been like fucking like I've been slowly going through it because like every few pages I'm it's like something revelatory. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, I have to think about this for a while. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's been fucking class as well. Which brings us to our first category, possibly favorite books, favorite books. of the year. I don't know, yeah, I was trying. <laughs> or is there anything else you or is there any more general things? Things you wanted to say about um, 2020? Obviously, one of the best parts is this this podcast. Yeah, obviously. Number one pod. Number one pod. My, my favorite, favorite podcast, podcast of the year. Yes. Also, yeah, I'm really happy with doing this. My favorite, my favorite podcast yeah. to host. <laughs> Mine too. Not that I've much experience with any other ones. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, no. It's top of my list of I do one. say, I will say, I suppose I shall, I'll, say, I'll say thank you for getting this thing started. Because you were the one that was me, it was your idea initially and your main starter, because I really enjoy doing this. And it was kind of giving me more of like a purpose and a purpose outside of work. And I haven't done anything like this yeah. in such a long time of anything kind of creative or kind of self-expression. And it, yeah, and it's you, great. And you asked like, me to do it and I felt pretty chuffed about that. And it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, and it's been great for me too. Yeah. So that was definitely. one of and my I highlights like, too, definitely. Like. And I couldn't, couldn't do it on my own. I'd be shocking at just sitting here chatting. Even when I have to do like wee bits of voiceover in the edit, I'm just like <laughs> cringing internally every time. <laughs> like, 
Usually I just like I'll do one take and I'll be like, that's not perfect, but it'll do because I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's good enough. I said all the words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's fair enough. I would I would be the exact same. Probably like yeah. half mumble it being like and then we were taking a break here and just uh, yeah. Yeah, I just it's it's so weird. It's like when you're on your own, you just forget how to talk at a normal volume. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you make a voiceover voice like, like Hi, that. we will be back now in five minutes. Go get, go grab a cup of coffee and take a take a take a break on us. See, you you can do that because I'm here. If I wasn't here, I bet even that would just feel. <laughs> that's really very weird. true. Like, yeah, that's very true. Like, I can do that to you because I'm doing it as a joke. But if I did it to myself, I'd yeah. be like, hi, hi, you're like what? Hi, 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 hi go coffee break. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Look, like, yeah, just not explain anything and leave. <laughs> What else? Uh, I suppose I, I suppose I've done a lot of writing this year too. I, I don't know if I really did that before this year. Yeah, definitely not as much anyway. Mm. Remember you saying you used to obviously write songs and stuff, but you never really started doing any like short stories or anything until this year. Yeah, that's definitely something I've been doing a lot more this year. That's really good. That was actually something um, a wee idea I have for us um, to do maybe maybe just once or twice during the year as like a motivation for the both of us is if we can like both finish a story and then on the podcast, the other person reads it out. Fucking weird, man, because I had the same idea. Because I was wondering, what? I was wondering about <laughs> that because you've done a couple of poetry things as well. And I was like, that would be really interesting to do. I was like, that would be really interesting to do, to do something like that. Just a wee short story, even just do something, even a couple of pages doesn't have to be too long. Yeah. But the other, yeah, the other person read it out. Yeah. I was and then thinking... afterwards, you, we can kind of like, talk about um the ideas behind it or whatever yeah just as something to to keep us motivated to give us we deadlines and kind stuff of, yeah like you know i know what you mean like we could like we could say we could try and say it like we're not we're both probably not going to be like weekly we haven't even managed to do podcast weekly no. <laughs> <laughs> i know what you mean yeah but if just now, now and again like say if we're both working on something and it's nearly done and we need that we extra um motivation Finish it, like. we could just say to each finish it by the end of the month yeah that's a good idea like and then because it's a way to discuss yeah. it and do like an open discussion about that it's as cool. well because i was thinking yeah. about that because you've done like poetry reading kind of stuff on it and i was like i thought that was a good idea too because i was actually thinking the exact same thing <laughs> i was just not gonna break it up <laughs> but i was like yeah that's a great idea for it it'd be like just a nice idea for it a special episode almost mm-hmm. yeah just every every now and again yeah. could be cool, yeah. I'm down for that. Um, sweet. Um, anything else? Mm. Well, we kind of talked about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but I think we both got very like into that in general this year. Yeah, <laughs> never did before. Night and, only. Like, and, I went to one at the start of the year. Mm. Went to a dungeon mm-hmm. at the start of the year. And then you got the, the kits and all. So that. Yeah. <laughs> and we were going to do a thing over Christmas. Yeah. And then my mom was like, you're not allowed to anyone else's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> my mom was like, no, nah, shops only. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I was actually thinking about that. I hope to get home because I now have a couple of kits and I created my own character the other day. I've been watching videos in particular on how to GM or DM, whatever you want to call it, the 
kits and stuff to kind of get prepared for it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's one of the best things about um, listening to the podcast too, because I I feel like I could probably have a good go at being a, a dungeon master just from listening to their games and knowing how it's done. Yeah, or knowing the basics and like, kind of knowing to just sort of like yeah. make it up if you don't know, yeah. like. Yeah, and not even just being a dungeon master, just being a just playing in general, because like we well like i've played that one night but like when we do play it will be noobs but we'll be not as newbie as whoever else we're playing yeah, with because we've well, been listening to the podcast the way i look at it is i've at least put in like 116 hours of research <laughs> it's all research yeah. <laughs> but like i've been watching stuff on it and tips on it just because i want to like it kind of wanted to go good and like but i because it's just never i first started listening to it the whole kind of I don't know what I thought it was, if you know what I mean. Because I, I didn't know how to play. I just know you roll dice. And then I was like, oh, it's a creative story that you all pitch in and stuff. And that's what I liked about because like there's yeah. a thing there's a thing canon fodder then that they do, which yeah. is like behind the scenes sort of. Yeah. And there was one of them, like Troy's like he was like, Yeah, I was expecting you to go the complete opposite direction. He was like, I had this whole plane planned out, and then he was like, Then he did this and I had to work all this on the fly. And he had one encounter and he was like, This is a fucking really 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 fucking like tough creature and everything like that and they got like three natural 20s in a row so they got like three critical hits in a row and killed this really strong teacher creature right oh, i think i remember like, that yeah yeah and he was like oh, for fuck's sake like, <laughs> supposed to be a whole thing yeah it's supposed to be like a whole thing a whole episode and it lasted like 10 minutes <laughs> <It was like, laughs> um how far into your uh I, I don't know how much we should talk about this yeah. but uh, how far yeah, are, are you on uh, Androids and Aliens? What's um, going on there? The I've the fin. Remember, the, they've finished the first part, and they're a member of like the Starfinder Society, and they've kind of figured out the first bit where they officially get their badges and stuff. And I can't remember. They're back in a club now, and I can't remember what they're looking for again. Okay, yeah, I remember that part. Yeah, not that far in that stuff. one. But there's some good stuff. Are they in the club yet? Because I remember there was something funny. Oh, yeah, they are in the club. They're just outside. They're just finished getting out of the nightclub now then. Yeah, she's like the old woman and she She goes in. The the maple syrup. Yeah. The maple syrup commercial, yeah. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. If anyone anyone listening. But basically in this uh, uh, campaign, they they were trying to get into a nightclub and one of the characters went through the wrong door and then managed to bluff that she was the maple syrup lady from the commercials and the guards let her in or something like yeah. that. I can't remember exactly, but I just remember it being really funny. Because yeah, then she just anyway. had to make up a song right away and the song is just like, maple syrup. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> just like, it's just... She's, she's great. She's, um, she's uh, there's a Swedish uh, girl who's in the team who's not on the um, Glass Cannon podcast. Mm-hmm. But she <laughs> trial always like make we snide remarks, and she could never think of something. So her like witty comeback to usually just I'm gonna murder Troy. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> she, but she she provides a lot of the comic relief on it. It's great. Yeah, yeah, she's very funny. She was a really good yeah. addition to like the whole kind of yeah crew. Anyway, we should stop talking about that. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe, we, maybe we should start our own podcast where. We review Glass yeah. Cannon. And <laughs> talk exclusively about that. Yeah, review each episode. <laughs> Months late. <laughs> it 
maybe years late for glass cannon years anyway um right. i mentioned a book let's talk about books yeah, no, okay <laughs> right and segue into that one yeah what book you on about i was talking about the road less traveled the, psych- the That's psychiatric it, yeah. Sorry. psychiatrist one mm-hmm. and yeah just maybe we should talk about uh books of ours that we love this year yeah it's weird thinking about this and like i'm pretty sure because i was like what books have i read this year i think it's actually been a lot and then i also realized that um i would have talked about all of them already on episodes of this yes it's kind of i wasn't really too bothered and like making a list because i was just like i'll talk about whatever comes to mind see i'm kind of kind of funny because i keep you? thinking of books and i'm like i, I keep kind of I've, like as i read i plan to read 12 and i read 15 books in total this year but the funny thing is, is sometimes I find it hard to remember what they are. I'm kind of forgetting that I read books. If, do you, do you yeah, I just can't remember too. The Baron Makers. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I must listen to the old episodes, find out everything I did. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. It's, it's all documented. Yeah. Like, uh, you listen to uh, Barna Sleep. <laughs> Born a, Born a Born a crime. Crime. Yeah, Born a Born a crime. crime. That would have definitely been a highlight. That was the audiobook. That's still yeah. probably the best or one of the it's just that entire book is just audiobook is just mind blowing because it just he yeah. does it obviously with such good like fun and wit, but it's just oh, like even the last chapter is just his mother's life in its longest an hour and a half, and it's just you're just like Jesus. You think his life's incredible and he does talk about his mom's lot, and then he here he goes into just like his mom's life, and you're like, Jesus, his life is pretty incredible, but how the fuck is his mom's even more incredible? Like and she's not famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear more about that audiobook, listen to the first ever episode. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the first or the second episode, yeah. Yeah. Can I tell uh, I was looking up Brings me back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when was that? March or something? Um, I was just thinking. I was looking at my old audiobooks. I listened to an awful lot of um, Twilight Zone radio plays this year, and what I loved actually do. Oh, actually, um, just reminded me something random. Um, apparently, Malcolm Gladwell's last book audiobook is amazing. Like the the audiobook is the recommended way to experience it because he like does it almost like a podcast where uh, I think there's like other. I think if there's like interviews, it's non-fiction stuff. Yeah, talking to strangers, I think it's called. Um, and if there's interviews in the book, then the audio uses that actual audio. So it's like, oh, cool. and there's like sound design and stuff. It's supposed to be amazing. Apparently, like the audiobook is the way to to, uh, way to experience it as well. Which is what I would say about the Trevor Noah one. Which is interesting. How I find that that's happening more because there's some like, yeah, books where it'd be uh, like, yeah, one of the Sandman was a whole thing too, wasn't it? Recently. Yeah, but that's, yeah, I I have that. That was fucking brilliant. Jeez, that was yeah. class. Yeah, I must give that a listen to. Yeah, they did that's... a whole fucking like special audiobook version, didn't they? Yeah, Neil Gaiman's the uh, narrator. James McAvoy is the main character. Reza Med's in it. Kat Dennings is in it. Um, there's some like real A-list names, but it's full like full design, full production, full everything, mm. and some really big names. I was like, I can't believe. I actually was kind of like, I can't believe the amount of people on this audiobook. But it makes sense because it's, it's 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 like a summary of like the first six or ten comics, and it goes through them. So they have like him describing the scene, and then you have all the characters, and it is class. Uh, oh, excuse me. Have you had you read Sandman? Yeah, I read, I read at least what was covered in that. I haven't read all of Sandman, fortunately. 
and how does that compare to the audio version like it's would you recommend listening to the audio version if you hadn't read it um oh, i don't know kind of hard to know is actually it, is, it, is it more as a supplementary no because it is the full thing so you do get the complete story it's just a very it's just a different way of experiencing i'd say like you mm-hmm. can kind of go either way i'd say with it to be honest like i enjoyed it that much that almost would be as much of a much but I, cool. I will say this is some of the, in all fairness the sound design and the sound quality is fantastic in it like just the yeah. way they do it sometimes you listen to audiobooks and they have sound effects sometimes they don't do it right like the background sound effects are a bit too loud or the hum or whatever is kind of but they have it absolutely spot on like absolutely mm. perfect mm. um i think uh i think instead of trying to remember all the books i read yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna pick like the the best and i think sometimes. weirdly the best book I read is nonfiction, which, and I don't. I think it was the first year I ever like just went and read a nonfiction book. Yeah, at all. It'd always just be like fiction. Yeah, uh, it's probably Ego's Enemy. I'm not surprised. I was like, Although, I was I'll... like, it's a coin cast between uh, coin coin cast coin toss between Ego's the Enemy or the uh, the War of Art. Yeah. <laughs> well, da- Daily Stoic as well. Oh yeah is like but that's like it's kind of hard it's weirder to recommend that because it's like a i don't know a, a, a day a thing a day a, a day a page entry yeah because i'm on page i think it's like page 14 but it's day nine day eight yeah so not day nine yeah how, how are you getting on it's pretty interesting to kind of do it like that I do like the way inter- yeah. I do like the introduction at the start, can I? It's not like Yeah, it's very good too. Mm. So we'll see. Clarity, that's the first month. Yeah, I like how they uh um categorize everything too. Mm. Like that. And like this it's weird because like I when I got it, I started in was it April or May? Since the start of the book and the year, it's still new to me. But it's also weird because like start is like real, but it's actually really nice to go back to because even um what was it to, what we control like that's a fundamental part of them and something i've like heard and read so much but today when i read it i was like no I, let me like actually think about that again because it's it is worth repeating yeah and be like what what actually is in my control and what well, actually well, what isn't I, what I, what... just to because it can kind of lose meaning if you just be like, oh, yeah, I know it's, I know certain things. are You know, you can kind of be dismissive when you hear it all the time. But yeah. today, it's, instead of doing that, I was like, I'm going to actually think about this. Mm. And I, it's, good. it's good. But that's the whole point of stoicism and that book is like making it a habit, which is, I think I've said to you before on the podcast. Yeah, routine habits, which is what I want to yeah. get more of. But it's going to be hard again, but I'll figure it out. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I like it because I like the idea I, of like, I think they say it about this is it like January twenty second, December twenty second. Because I think that came up. That's in the first part of it, I think, or is it or is that today? Where, well, I think in the intro they mentioned. Well, maybe it's they mention a specific entry. Yeah, and they're like kind of start writing on this like, date, sort of, and then finish writing on that, or less like write how you what you're thinking like now, and then compare it to how, how you're thinking then. So it's kind of a way for you to kind of it's almost like tracking your progress in a way. Yeah, which I like the idea of because I like, never thought about that how you, you kind of to do like that so i'm gonna try and i'm gonna try and read 20 books this year i'll have been pretty slack with reading this week mm. it's you know, definitely so... 20 books less than two months yeah yeah 
Can it's it, doable. Then it'll be hard, like. But then again, like the thing is, like I planned for twelve last year, but then I read like three between like November and December. Yeah, or four. I don't, I or really maybe don't four. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I really don't know how many I've read this year, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> just know that just I, I read a lot and I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Same. Um, have you like got? Have you made the daily stoic part of your? routine yet or are you still like i'm kind of trying to like i'll admit i have read some sometimes i've read like you know the two days in one because i missed the day kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, no. but i'm trying to like yeah, sometimes i catch up and sometimes i just leave it because yeah. like when i miss a day i'm like i'll get it next year yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't really see in 365 not... days <laughs> but it doesn't really matter because like i said it's not as much about it's not always it depends sometimes it can be a really good fucking quote but it's it's more about the reinforcing stuff all the time yeah and also it's not like it's a continuing story it's a whole it's a whole set of ideas for the year kind of but i just thought it would be something i kind of do this year to try and finish it out i I have it like beside i just keep beside my bed and i try to make it like the first thing i reach for in the morning instead of my phone which is really helpful yeah that's a good idea and like focusing on a a page does kind of wake you up a little bit you're like oh read yeah and usually because it's the first thing i'll read a page like two or three like usually twice anyway yeah. <laughs> I'll, like, read I'll like read it and by the time i get to the bottom of the page i'm like a bit more awake and i'm like oh, i'm gonna read that again <laughs> yeah and then like the third time you're like ah now i know what he's saying <laughs> yeah. well, it's a good way to wake up and then it's something to, like think about because then usually i'll like at some point in the day, I might be like, what was today's one again? And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was it. And then it's like back in my head again. And, I'm like yeah. thinking about it. and then you're thinking about it again, reinforcing it again. Yeah. But yeah, Ego's Enemy, I think, uh, extremely beneficial and life-changing. And The War of Art, which they kind of go in hand in hand. Like, mm. have you read The War of Art yet? No, that's one I have to do yeah. this year. You need, a, you need a different War of Art to get you to... Read War of Art. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah, get my, get get off my ass and do it. It's like ah, now I'm ready to go read that other book about getting off my ass. <laughs> Give yourself like a weekend or something. Mm. I'd say I just didn't sit down like th- like this week because I was able to read like the Daily Stoic because like you know that's just like one page. But yeah. there's something about because there's even I just had a lot of problem concentrating this week. Or if it was like being back at work. Like I started yeah. like five different audiobooks while going to sleep, even ones I'd already listened to before. Just because I just couldn't follow along with stories, and I've only mm. got it back into the weekend. I think it was just the first kind of week back at work. I don't know if I was tired yeah. or just kind of. I know that's once enough. Once I get my head straight, whenever that happens, <laughs> <laughs> one of these days. One of these days, I'm trying. Um. Um. Did you have a look at uh, Studio Bahin at all? No, I've just been kind of starting with the Daily Stoic. I'm kind of using that there because what I feel like if I read that every day, it'd get me more into use to just trying to read every day again. Read the blurb and all, but yeah. I just haven't like started it yet because I started the Daily Stoic yeah. first. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it is good even just as that. And like, because I, I actually got my sister a copy as well for, for Christmas. Mm. For, like, being our, for being our number one fan? Like, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> this book for the podcast yeah but um did you be like yeah it's like if you read one book if you read one book in a year i think yeah i think like she doesn't really read but it's like 
you just have to read one page a day and you'll have a, a one you'll have one book read at the yeah, end exactly. of the year. And if that's the only book that you read, then it's you'll still be, a pretty damn be good afford. book to have read. Yeah. Um yeah, the reason I uh thought of City of Bahain is because I actually watched a movie last night that uh was based on one of Kevin Barry's books. I think it's a, I think I could be wrong. I meant to look this up. But I think the book is actually a short story collection, but the movie is It's like a combination of all the stories or I'm gonna actually look it up here now. What's it called? Uh Dark Lies the Island. It's very good. Like, like even though I haven't read that one, um, I could hear his style from reading the other one. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I get what you mean. You can kind of just. I get what you mean. You can recognize like the either the language or just the the way they go on or something like that. Just his like yeah, like he he because I've heard I, after reading Studio Bahia, I went back and listened to the Blind Boy podcast where he interviewed him. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about, like, you know, he does he live in Cork or Limerick or I think it might be Limerick, actually. And he's saying that he tries to incorporate all, like, he tries to make it sound like, or I don't know if if he even really tries, but he just does. Like, you know, it's, you could only write that book if you're from Limerick kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, when I was watching the movie, then I could definitely, it's like all the phrases are very, like, deliberately... Like they're the phrases, a lot of phrases that I don't really recognize even, but they're just sound Irish, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get what so, you mean. Like, so in my head, I go, okay, that's that part of Ireland where they say things like that. Yeah. <laughs> in the same way that we say things in Donegal, that like I didn't know the tight is a pretty Donegal word or <laughs> northern, the north part of Ireland word. So don't use yeah. it down here, which I just find surprising. Yeah, I'm just checking this. Dark Lies Island is the second short story collection by Irish writer Kevin Barry. Ah, right. There you go. But the movie's just a... It's like a narrative. So I think maybe like they... There was a couple There was a couple of characters where like, I bet that's like its own story that he did, that maybe... I don't know, maybe the book ties it all together or maybe the movie just ties a couple of things into the one narrative. But I, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's worth the watch. It's like a kind of weird sort of... Experience. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. I think maybe because it is short stories, it's almost like a. It's almost just like a. There's a feel to it that I quite liked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I get. I think I get what you mean, but because it's short stories, I suppose maybe like they made up a narrative, or they just took one story and like length. Yeah, they took one main, it. one main story. And then took a characters from other stories or yeah. whatever. I don't know. I'll probably read it at some point. Mm. And be like, oh, um, that's what happened in the movie with that guy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, which brings us to movies. Yeah, perhaps. That's what I was thinking. If we want to talk about movies. movies. <laughs> Getting good at these segues. Yeah. Oh, damn, I'm not supposed to point it out. <laughs> Yeah, you're supposed to be like, and as we just segue into this, um, I don't, really I don't know, know but... how many m- movies I've watched. For I know I've watched a lot of movies, but I don't know how many I've watched from last year. I don't know a movie that I've watched from last year, but I know last year I watched before the pandemic and everything. 
in Palace Cinema on a cinema screen, a scanner directly, which was pretty cool. I really enjoyed that. Nice. That was pretty. I went to see it obviously because I was like, yeah, fucking damn right. This is the only time we'll get to see that. Because <laughs> it was like a Richard Linklater week or something they were doing. So it was like a sweet. Ah, was that him? Yeah. Switch link later. Huh. I didn't realize that. Yeah, because there's another. That's cool. There's another Richard Linklater film. Is it Waking Life? Uh, Waking Waking Life. Yeah. Because there's a quote in that, or there's a scene in that where a guy kind of goes like off on like a tangent and says something, and it's a complete quote from the Philip K. Dick book, "Flow My Tears," the policeman said. It's like a direct line for line thing, or says, I think it's Flow My Tears, the policeman said, or in Dothar Philip Dick book, but I think it is Flow My Tears, but it's a complete word for word, like excerpt from the book about like a point that he makes. So he must be a big fan. That's <laughs> a... Well, you reminded me of one of the best movies I watched last year, which was Waking Night. <laughs> Which, funnily enough, I haven't actually seen. I just have seen the scene where, seen the scene where he does the Philip K. Dick quote. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it's very fitting for this year and me, like, because it's all just like weird, like existential, like philosophical mm. stuff, and it's very fitting for the like the stuff I was into at that time as well. And well, I suppose I'm still into it, but like. Definitely that time, it was just like... I mean, we kind of just possibly really getting into it, and you're like, ah, yes, reinforcement. So it's got, Ale- <laughs> it's got Alex Jones in it, too. So does the Scanner Dark. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> he, is, he is a cameo in a Scanner Darkling. It's him shouting on the street, and he gets taken away. I was, trying to, I was having a look there at best movies, and I don't know, like, like I said, I don't know how many I've seen from last year, mm. but I think the best one, and I only watched it like a couple of days ago. Soul. Have you seen no, it? No, I haven't seen it. The new Pixar one? Yeah. Fantastic. Is it? I actually have Disney yeah. Plus now, so I must give that a watch. Ton Jimmy Fox. It's really good. Idea. Yeah. I've been I've been meaning to watch it and then I watched a video by Screened, uh, the YouTube channel. Mm. And that's actually really if you're looking for movies to watch, it's a really good video because I'd only heard of like three of the movies he mentioned. Mm. And he, I don't know where he's from, but he's European and a lot of the movies he included were uh foreign movies. Like there was a Dutch one starring Mads Mikkelsen that sounds really good. About I think it's called Another Round, and mm. it, it's about this idea that the human body has a deficit of like a sm like point eight percent alcohol or something at all times. Yeah. So in order to be happy, you have to drink a little bit of alcohol. You have to be always <laughs> <laughs> and it's supposed to be like a really uh nice like a warm movie even though it's like got a weird kind of premise but it's actually about like these uh mads mickelson's a teacher i don't know if they're all the i don't know if it surrounds all teachers but they're like it's like middle-aged people who like rediscovered this lust for life and it's about appreciating what you have and everything and apparently it's really nice and i'm mm-hmm. looking forward to watching that Sounds good. So he, I like, he, I like, he, I like the setup. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a funny little idea. Like, yeah. But um, yeah. So he had like a list of ten movies, and then he was like, "I only watched this movie the other day, and it made me turn this list of ten into a list of eleven, and it was Soul." And he said, "I think it's actually the, my favorite on the whole list." And I was like, 
all right, I have to watch this tonight. Then it went from being like, I'll I'll get around to watching this to being like, it's I'll urgent yeah. that I watch this. And he told me like he told me he talked about a little bit what it was about too. So, uh, <laughs> um. I, I was like, once I heard a bit more about it as well, I was like, I'm definitely in. Do you know much about it? I just know it's about kind of like, he's like a jazz or soul musician, I think, and then he dies. And that's yeah. about it. That's about all so I it's know. about like, yeah, it's a, it's about like just life and death and existential stuff and philosophical mumbo jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> like I dismiss it as mumbo jumbo, even though I take it very seriously. <laughs> I'm not joking about it all. The serious that's jump mumbo jumbo. It's, it's re- I Really, really, really enjoyed it. You must give that a watch, and so I just like I did. And it's got, uh, it's got that. Uh, she, she, is she from New Zealand? She's in. Um, she's in. Um, Hunt for the one. Well, oh, hardly, hardly, hardly Hunt the guard Wild. or the policewoman from Hunt for the Wild. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And the one that's in uh, Ragnarok, and she plays like the exact same role. Yeah, in exactly. It's funny. <laughs> it's just the same, role, the same character and everything she's in, which is very good in it too. Yeah. Richard I. In it. Is he from? Um, yeah. Um, I think there's another couple. Of, um, oh, what do you call her? Um, Tina Fey is in it. Um, well, there's a Pixar movie, so I'm not surprised it has an all-star cast, but yeah. But no, it's beautiful too. Uh, mm. The animation's class. I'm just, yeah. Don't think I know what that is. I did see in a small wee snippet, I think, on like Disney Plus, was uh, Jimmy Fox. And he was like, I think he's a daughter, like a young enough daughter. And he was like, his daughter apparently said, whether well, this is fake or not, I don't know. I thought it was funny. And his daughter was like, you've really made it. You've really made it big now. You're in a Pixar film. Or you're the star of a Pixar film. <laughs> it's like, hmm. I've made it already, but okay. Also, this is the first ever, like, African American or black lead Pixar film. Yeah, I think isn't it? Yeah, which was a big thing. Yeah, there's something about that too, and something I was watching where they mentioned that, like, there was they mentioned that, like. I can't remember, there's something specific about the representation that felt very authentic, they said, basically. Mm. I can't remember who was talking about it. It might have been Cosmic Variety, actually. But someone was, like, cause, you know, it didn't just feel like a thing. It felt, like, new and very good, very representative. Mm. Yeah. And you just reminded me, Satan, the, only, the first picture movie. Do you remember the last, was it um, Princess and the Frog, too, the Disney? There was, like, the last hand-drawn card. Disney animation had a black lead. I can't, rem- I can't remember that as well. I haven't seen oh. it, but it's supposed to be very good. Oh. It's like set in the south, and there's like a something about uh, the devil. And I can't remember because I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't think I've actually seen it yet, but I recognize like kind of like the poster. Um. Do it always find funny? I can't remember now. I don't think it was even Pixar. It might be DreamWorks, but it's the one. Was it Brave? Mm. One of the guys in that, he's Scottish. I think, or like whatever. He said it was like one of his most favorite roles to play because it's the only role he's ever played in his life where he used his natural accent. Because he's like her <laughs> uncle or dad in it. And he's just pure, pure Scottish. And he was like, you know, usually if you're going for a gig, you have to 
you know, he has put on like an American accent <laughs> this time. Yeah. It was like, it was or like, it stopped, was... It, stopping it at least. Yeah, exactly. But this time it's like, right, lead into like the whole fucking Scottishness of it. It's like, that's really cool. But, um, yes, that's good. I must give Solo watch. Maybe I'll do that tonight because I got nothing else to do. Eat my curry and watch Solo. <laughs> I'm trying to think mind. if there's any movies that like really stood out to me, even if they didn't come out last year but i can't think of any right now i'll be right back i just realized i probably need to put my prawns in the fridge <laughs> oh shit okay I'll have, I'll have a wee look here for uh we look at movies here All right. <laughs> yeah because i can't i'm just making a week i can't really remember what i watched this year i don't even think i widely watched like okay zardoz is on there actually Zardoz is definitely <laughs> up there. Oh, yeah, all the fucking John Connery yeah, yeah, movies. Oh, man. Yeah. Look at I forget. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never, ever forget. Damn, I want to go as him for the next Halloween. Like, fuck me. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know a great movie that we watched. Uh, Fatal Deviation. Oh, yes, Fatal Deviation. <laughs> Did we talk about that I on this? Think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, do you want to explain it? <laughs> like... Well, that, that's definitely one of the highlights of my year. Was uh, during the summer? Was it whenever? Yeah. One of the nights. I think it was actually one of the. Was it one of the nights that we recorded or something? Yeah. One of the nights that we got to hang out during the summer. Anyway, we all uh, watched Fatal Deviation, which is a Irish martial arts movie. And you found another one. What was that one oh, called yeah, again? I sent it to you, didn't I? I found another one. Yeah. So Fatal Deviation is just like a like a guy avenging his father's death in like a yeah in a um it's just um and it's got, it features one of the boys own lads yeah that's right one of the boys from his own <laughs> and then there was this one moving target which is about the ira trying trying to get a nuclear detonators hidden in a six-pack of beamish and it's another um irish it's a it's a kung fu movie shot in connemara <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe they're using Beamish. <laughs> yeah, um, and the great thing about um, probably the one of the biggest strengths of Asian is they didn't have enough to make a full length movie, so it's just an hour. Yeah, <laughs> what an hour! Like, <laughs> oh, it's something else. It's an experience. I think, think when we were watching it, I think the funny the fucking was... row with the. Was it sir? This the row in the shop with the fucking um <laughs> the <laughs> toilet roller, whatever it is. The fucking character called Seagull. Who I didn't know for ages is like Seagal. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's just a oh, yeah. I just thought it was funny. Damien pointed out I was like, we were like, I wonder if this got in the cinemas, and he was like the only thing the time this was shown on a big screen was in the community center with everyone who's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the only people that watched it was the cast. Yeah. The cast, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we, we have to make that prequel. <laughs> Just remember the, the, the best comedy I've seen this year, uh, Greener Grass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot that leaves of grass. Greener, Greener grass. grass sorry. That's right. You showed me the... Uh, the trailer we of that. Yeah, we, we we watched the trailer. I think you were like, "It's been too soon since I've seen it." Like, it's just it's too much. Of yeah. Some other time, I'll watch it again. Though, definitely. Oh, definitely. I'll watch it with you. We get we we'll get a crew together and we'll experience it. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit. There's a fucking good movie I watched this year. Jojo Rabbit was brilliant. I really really love Jojo yeah. Rabbit. 
very, very well done. Taika One of the highlights, definitely. Taika Teddy at the top of his game there. I feel like I don't really even have to talk about it. I actually watched it again. Uh, sister hadn't seen it, so we watched it again at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, so well done. So funny, but so good at the same time. Yeah. It's brilliant. Marriage Story, that was one of the ones I remembered as well. Did you watch that? I don't think so. Um, Kylo Ren and uh, Black Widow get a divorce. No, I didn't. <laughs> like the worst description of a movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call that? Actor again, or, or the director? Um, Noah Baumbach. Noah Baumbach. Watched, I actually watched another one of his movies this year and really enjoyed it. Um, fuck, can't remember the name of it now. Give me a second. It's a weird. It's like about a family. I actually watched. I watched three of his <laughs> movies this year. That's weird. <laughs> Just realized, like, I went through a list of Empire's top twenty movies of the year, and I only fucking had seen Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> and that actually came out last year. Because <laughs> it was in the Oscars this year. Oh, that's why. But but yeah, it came out the year before. I can't find the name. I think it's called Mayerowitz Stories, and it's about like a family uh, with um, one of the the best Adam Sandler performances I've seen, actually. Oh, I think I know what you're on about. It's like him and like his brother and his dad's like Dustin Hoffman or something like that. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, it was very good. Very well done. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that I watched this year, which I, I'd seen before, but and I didn't really like it that much, but I decided to rewatch it, was Francis Ha. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that or seen it. No. Uh-huh, <laughs> it's also got a Kylo Ren. What's his name? Adam Driver. I'm allowed to say it once, but like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can think of. It's like once is a joke and twice is embarrassing. Yeah. But he's a, he's in that as well. And it's it's just a really nice little like a uh, alternative sort of love story where the girl's trying to find true love and realize that it's her best friend the whole time it's like no but then it, it turns out he doesn't love her no I'm just... <laughs> for me I forgot one of my no it's her unlike romantic it's just like it's not romantic it's just her like female best friend she realizes that that person is providing knowledge she needs for anyway and it's just really nice oh, alright cool spoilers I don't know if that's really a spoiler. And speaking of Kyrene, I mean, Adam Driver. (laughs) That's not the one I remember rewatching this year was Patterson. Patterson. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew you were going to bring him up as soon as it was like Kylo Ren. I was like, oh, when's Patterson coming around? (laughs) Yeah. I think it was just something about this year that was, it was, yeah, I I think it was just something about this year, though, that like made it, really resonate with me there's something just like really comfort nice about it and like the first time i watched that i I enjoyed it and then second time i watched it i was like i love this, this is yeah you got it you, you kind of got it a bit just, more sort of i, I keep yeah i, I keep uh, 
it's one I, I find myself recommending people to just if they needed a random movie, I would just be like, oh, Patterson's pretty good. And then they'll come back to you and be like, yeah, I watched Paddington. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Ah, well. Be like, I watched Patterson, Patterson 2. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> Portrait of a Lady on Fire. There's a good movie that I watched this year that came out last year. I didn't watch that either. That's very good. I did watch The Vast of Night. Um, I really enjoyed that. I watched that. That was quite mm. good. Um, Relic. I watched that. I enjoyed that. No. Did you see what, that? Or what's Relic? About that? It's, um, was it Australian or New Zealand? Mm. I think maybe New Zealand, actually. Horror movie. And I remember like the red letter media guys talking about it and they were saying like, it's so weird when you're as a, like for as an American anyway, when you're watching like a movie like that and it says at the start, it's like um, comes up on the screen, you know, like New Zealand film yeah. board, the way like same with like Irish movies it always comes up like RT or scanning a heron or something. And it's like, yeah, it's weird. It's like the their governments fund the arts. We don't, we don't have that here yeah. in America. <laughs> Like, but it, it's cool too because they were saying it adds like a bit of like gravitas. It's like, well, this must be good because someone like someone come up with this and the government gave them a grant or they funded it or yeah. whatever. Like, you know, so yeah, yeah so there had, uh, had to be a along the line, along the lines of um, hereditary, maybe, but a bit more in the same way. It's a kind of um, I don't even know how to describe it, but I really enjoyed it and the ending in particular. I did not expect and definitely didn't expect it to affect me so much mm. so if you like your horror movies the way i like my horror movies which is like to not just be a load of jump scares and a load of nonsense and actually have a bit of something to them mm. then that's one to watch similar like the mo- like oh there's another one lighthouse no i didn't watch that that's one william defoe and robert pattinson isn't yeah. it yeah like I, I like stuff like that, even though that that, that movie is quite weird. <laughs> but like the witch, uh, hereditary. Um, what was the other one that the hereditary director Mid, did? Mid, Midsummer. Midsummer. Mid, Midsummer. Yeah. Midsummer. Yeah, I watched. I watched yeah. that this year actually. Like, With the guy who's yeah, I think Irish I American. I think I watched it. Um, I was gonna say because you mentioned. Australia or New Zealand, which is what I watched this year. It's from like 1994, granted, but it's absolutely brilliant. And I'd recommend anybody it was The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I saw that a long time ago, and yeah, I I would good. rewatch it if you haven't seen it in a while. I just did watch it, I didn't expect to enjoy it yeah. so much. Geez, it's very well done, and yeah, it's very good. So, I'd recommend that. I watched that with Kelly, and she fucking loved it, um, lost the plot. <laughs> Borat 2, that was a good movie. Keep meaning to watch that. That's one I have to watch. Time with Horses is one I forgot about. It's a, it was an Irish movie with a, a Barry, what's ba- his name? Barry, Barry Keown, or Keown? I think, isn't it? Keown? Keown? Or Keown? I, I don't actually know how to pronounce his last name. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah, yeah but he's really good. He's going to be the villain in The Eternals. Yeah, he got a massive big break. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna be the villain in a Marvel. That's fucking class. He's gonna be the villain in a Marvel movie. That's fucking huge. Like, 
I think and that's, I, that's I think it'd be the, gr- I don't I don't know what that the Eternals I don't has know what that like, role is. The Eternals has fucking Angelina Jolie and people in it. Like it's fucking really yeah. really big cast. It's gonna be mad. Yeah. But and I don't know what role he's playing, but I can't remember uh, the name of it. I think I would know too much I, about the Eternals. Really, just the idea of him properly. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. We need, but the idea of him doing a, a villain, I like. There's fucking Druig, that's his name. But there's like a massive cast in it, like fucking including John Lee, Harry Styles actually, Kit Harrington, Kumali Nanjani, um, Richard Madden, Camille, hmm? Nanjani, hmm? Camille Ma- Nanjani. Yeah, it's Camille. I don't know. Camille, yeah. the guy from. Um... Everything. <laughs> he's been. In, he's done loads of stuff the last few years too. Yeah, he he did a Twilight Zone episode exactly. in, in the new Twilight Zone, and it was class. It's like him because oh, yeah? he is he is he is a stand up comedian in real life, and it's about like he's a stand up, and, and yeah. then he gets offered like this, like he, he he's not doing well, and then he gets he meets this weird, this mysterious character in a bar who's actually played by Tracy Morgan, and it's kind of like. You know, do you want the offer? Like, do you want everything you've always wanted? Or, like, do you want to go on with your life kind of thing? And it's all about, obviously, he gets big and he gets kind of famous, but he had a wife and a kid, and that's kind of... You know, it's kind of... It's very well, very good episode, but I definitely won't check it out. But I really enjoyed it. But I just thought it was kind of cool that they got him, because he was a stand-up in real life, to do a failing stand-up. <laughs> you know, it makes it a wee bit more realistic or something. <laughs> he yeah. Just, he's either been through it, or he's... Yeah, no, I, um, what? I feel like... He was in the big sick. He was in um, Silicon Valley. Um, he was one of the, like the standouts of Harmon Quest. Mm. Um, did you watch Harmon Quest? I think I watched all of it. You don't think you watched all of it? I don't think so. No. He's definitely like the one of the highlights of the first season, anyway. And then like he came back. Wow. For second season. Um, but yeah, over the last few years, he's been doing loads of stuff. He's great. Mm. Very funny. Point out too, there's, a, there's a fun movie that I watched this year that came out this year, The Old Guard. I think I might have talked about it on here before. Oh, yeah, that's the one with Charlie Theron, isn't it? Yeah. That's based on the comic book. Never had to watch that yet, either. Yeah. <laughs> I think I started it and then something happened and I just never went back, which happens. Uh, it's just like, if you want like a, 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 a pretty good like action movie, mm. um, like it's good crack. Mm. And it, I think it actually tells the story very well without like you know, they, they give a decent amount of backstory and everything. And, you know, because it's like, it's introducing this whole, because it's a comic book, you know, there's all this lore kind of like mythos built. Yeah. Built and like, thing. yeah. And, and I, I felt it did a very good job of it. That's cool. Um, I didn't think if anything else is here. Because I'm kind of more thinking of TV shows now. Just mentioned Twilight Zone, but I can't think of movie wise. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of stuff to watch. Like, yeah, definitely. Same. Like the, all the big ones, Tenet. Um, haven't, haven't seen, seen that. I watched. I watched uh, Knives Out this year. I remember really watching, enjoying Knives Out. Oh, that's a yeah, great. I movie. quite like Who Done It. I don't know if I watched it this year or last year, but. Fantastic! I think I watched it like at Christmas last year, actually. Yeah. That, but yeah, that's the first time, the first film that Chris Evans has done outside of Captain America. So I think it was like the 
they've like really strict contracts and like Disney and stuff. So I think it's like the first film he was allowed to be yeah. in where he was allowed to curse. So <laughs> yeah, it's like, what a what a what a freedom to have. Yeah, he's a bit of a dick in it. Yeah, which yeah. I kind of like. I thought he was actually pretty good. Yeah. At it. Like it makes sense. Mm. But um, yeah, so can't we think of the movie front? Let's see how we're doing here. Oh, we're not too bad. Iron too bad. minutes and um. Yeah, we just kind of went on a bit of a ramble there, <laughs> trying to remember. And it's like, for me, TV shows would be just Twilight Zone original series, the Twilight Zone 2019 series, and all nine seasons of The American Office. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Nice. nice. And now what if I started? Parks and Rec Damn. again. Here we go. <laughs> Natural progression. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, devs. Devs as well. Oh, for I forgot me. about this here. Um, what else? Probably worse than mm. TV shows. Like I know I've watched a lot of movies this year. Not once. Yeah, exactly. Year, I know what you but... mean. <laughs> like I like I go through phases where I might watch like five a week or something, and then I'll like stop at. <laughs> but usually I like a TV where I'm just like I'll watch a movie. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's like I can't commit to. Commit to two hours in a night, but I can't commit to like half an hour with the prospect of uh, like uh, what, like forty five hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's a show I don't think I mentioned on this before. Uh, Keepo in the Age of Wonder Beasts. Have you heard of that? No. <laughs> That's a hell of it's a title. A animated show. It's pretty damn good. I'm like two thirds of the way through the first season, but it's like an animated show a collaboration between DreamWorks and Netflix. Oh wow! And it's a post-apocalyptic thing. It's um, I don't really know how much I should go into it, but it's it's really good. It's like this. It starts off with this girl. Um, she ends up on the surface, and she like spent her whole life living in an underground colony. So she's just experiencing all the shit that's going on. There's uh, animals that have um, morphed and evolved, and some of them are intelligent, can talk, and some of them are massive. And like, yeah, it's really good. Give that a wee go if you're looking for something fun to watch. You like your animated stuff I do, too. Yeah, indeed. It's, I think it's like twenty minute to half an hour episodes, and like, I, all the episodes I watched were all in one day. Yeah. <laughs> Not too bad. Like I was like a little bit hungover, and I just like started watching it, and then just didn't stop. Oh mm. uh, yeah! So. Speaking of animation, I remember I watched Infinity Train this year, and I quite enjoyed that. Oh, I've heard that's really good. It is yeah, it's really really good. It um, geez, it really goes into like for a kids show, it goes into like divorce, like but like doesn't sugarcoat it. It like really like goes into it, I imagine quite properly, and just kind of and stuff like that. Like it does a lot of it does some serious topics very well yeah you know and it's yeah it's very good it's well worth a watch it's only nice. it's only like 10 minute episodes and there's only like eight of them too so that's really short like we've been nice yeah <laughs> right that down there <laughs> yeah yep. you um, hear me tap tapping away yeah right. did yeah because <laughs> that's done by <laughs> one of the animators or story writers of the one with the two birds mordecai and oh the bird and the raccoon 
What's that what? show? What's that show? Regular Wait, show. Is there? Of Infinity oh, Train. Right. Yeah, no, I'm saying yeah. that um, it's done by one of the either animators or story editors of a regular show made Infinity Train. Then. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Yeah, how, how much of Infinity Train is there? I've only watched the first season anyway. I don't know if there's any more after that. Uh, I think it was only eight episodes I watched anyway. And that was the full first season. I don't actually know. I don't even know what they're doing anymore. I think there might be three seasons by looks of things. Oh, right. Oh, geez, so there is. Jeez, I almost fucking get back on that then. That reminds me, uh, there was a new season of Reno 911 that came out this year. Wait, what? Yeah, and it was all like short episodes as well. I didn't know that. So I must give that a watch. I actually... Because yeah. I started watching... I Dude, that's right. That's another show I watched this year because I'd never watched it before and Kelly showed it to me. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. Could not be made today. Class. Could not be made today. <laughs> oh, no. It's so fucking offensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember... I I've, I started watching it, like, a couple of years ago now and then, like, watched it loads and then kind of stopped again. Mm. But, yeah, it's class. Must go back and watch all that sometime. I can't believe there's a new season out though. That must be off the air like ages. Yeah, long time. I think it's like we skits kind of mm. or something. From what I understand. Well, I am writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remembered um, I mentioned Mr. Rogers earlier. That was one of the, the best documentaries I watched last year was the... Um, what was it called? Won't you be my Won't neighbor? neighbor? Because I was about to say "Welcome to the Neighborhood," but it's like, no, that was the movie. That was the movie. Was a beautiful day in the neighborhood, yeah, was... which I watched like a couple of days ago, actually. Yeah, is it any good? Which is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Hanks. I like the doc- the documentary. I preferred that was much yeah. better. I think it's because but like documentaries. It was really as nice as like a. Yeah. Well, like the the see the um. The Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is based... Did you watch, or do you know that movie, End of the Year? It's about an article, isn't it? It's about, it's about yeah. like a guy that went on like a, a book tour with him and interviewed him. And then that's yeah. kind of what the Day in the Neighborhood's about as well, isn't it? It's like a, yeah. an article. It's, like a, it's, not, it's not a life story. It's a point in time. Yeah, it's like a, a point in time, yeah. So, and I think like... I think that's... Basically, I think the way I watched it is like a, a good way to watch it because it was like the documentary told me everything about him basically, and then watching a beautiful day in the neighborhood was like a a little return, a little like footnote, mm. an epilogue almost. It's like returning to these people that I I now knew more about, and yeah, like the the reporter is going to. He's basically, Mister Rogers, is the only person that. Uh, will agree to be interviewed by him because anyone he interviews, he, like, does some really... Like, he's an event- investigative journalist, but, like, so... But he's work- writing for Esquire, so he's doing more, like... They want him just to do, like, a nice article or whatever, but he's like, no, that's not my job. I'm going to dig up dirt in this guy. So, <laughs> and, like, his boss is, like, uh, tells him that... Mr. Rogers, the only person that will agree to be interviewed by him. And he's like, but everyone loves talking to me. And they're like, yeah, they love talking to you. But then they read the article you write and <laughs> they hate you then. <laughs> and that's his attitude going into like uh, Mr. Rogers as well. He's like, um, 
someone's like, oh, he seems really, really nice. And he's like, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're like, no. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna find the the dark the darkness in this guy kind of yeah but then actually Mr Rogers just is that and like um basically just changes this guy's life essentially like completely brings him around to his way of thinking and like repairs his relationship with his father to a certain degree and all this year and like Jesus Christ <laughs> just he, really... he was he was supposed to write uh. A four hundred word piece, and he writes like ten thousand words, and it becomes like the the cover story and everything. <laughs> Jesus, that's class! It's like he gets like so enthusiastic, and yeah, it's great. That sounds unreal. Too much in that description, but <laughs> I think it's more about the the contents and the than the the plot. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I've got a whole load of music stuff written out should we move on there or is there anything else we want to uh cover first because i think that'll probably be pretty much it yeah. at that stage it was one of the only few things i'll say i'll point out because i think i've mentioned podcast four too i'll say probably the best comic book or graphic novel that i read of the year anyway oh yeah probably tom king and mitch gerrard's uh mr miracle which i don't actually know i think it did come out last year it might have came out in 2019 but last year was the year that i read it but that is just a magnificent, magnificent book. I'm gonna look up. Is that anything to do with the? Uh, what was the one that um, Miracle Man? You thinking of Iron Man? Oh, no. Man. What was the one that? Um, uh, <laughs> what's his name? The guy that did Watchmen. Alan Murray. You think? Yeah, what did Alan Murray do? You thinking of Iron Man or Sandman or no, not Sandman? No, there's Miracle. Miracle. Oh yeah, Man, no, there is, no, there is Miracle Man, but that's a different character altogether. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Is this some kind of reboot or something of that? No, this is a different character. Uh, that's from DC. Unrelated. But it's actually from okay. 2018. But it was just that this year is the year that I read it. But one, the art is beautiful. But two, the story is just. Uh... I think that, I think that came up on like a video I watched. Because I remember having this thought recently yeah. of like, is that to do with Miracle Man? So I think I heard that recommended somewhere recently as like a, a really good DC comic to read. Oh, it's brilliant. It's like kind of like a standalone, but apparently it's part of the universe, but it's just like even just it deals with like, so Tom King in real life was like in the CIA and in Afghanistan and stuff like that. And they kind of do it. It's just more of like an, him going off in like an intergalactic war and coming back. But you can just some really like normal human moments and then there's him in this pure war this pure like fucking warped and he's like going into battle and then it's him with his kid and his wife and it's just that kind of thing and i think it still feels so authentic because you also also know the writer has been through stuff like this it just makes it but it's very very well done Mm. and it's all but it's all about depression and ptsd like so no wonder it resonated with me this year (laughs) (laughs) it's weird my own reaction there is like cool yeah <laughs> I really yes like, that's nice that's fucking rad yeah <laughs> so yeah I just thought I'd throw that in there anyway even though that's actually two years old but still yeah no that's cool I'm glad we had like a comic or whatever in there too mm-hmm. yeah I thought about that I was like Owen won't have one of these but I will <laughs> yeah Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, what do you mean by that? No, I'm joking. Anyway, do you want to go on to the music stuff? 
Guys, you seem to be confusing me with a nerd. <laughs> oh yeah, it's confusing you with myself. But um, I think I think I just want to say, obviously, straight up, that we both agree that like Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia is number one album of the year. Obviously, that's 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 yeah. Like I didn't even I actually didn't even mention it because it's just in its it's gets its own category. Like yeah, it, yeah. It's not in competition with any of these things that I've mentioned. <laughs> Even though she's been mentioned on like every single podcast since you brought her up, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she's the only one that got her got her own podcast, so like I don't, there's no, I don't need to bring her up again. Like, I know, yeah, <laughs> all pale in comparison because they don't get their own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and at the end, listen to episode number. Uh... <laughs> but I uh, mean, I go ahead with the music stuff. Yeah, so this is when I like decided to actually like put a proper effort into mainly because like we, it's kind of. A segment, I suppose, in the show. Yeah, it's but the only recurring one. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a lot of stuff. I remember saying like a few months ago, I was like, "Oh, I probably have enough like albums to fill up the rest of this year," and then we didn't do that many episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't think. So this is going to be me filling up the uh, rest of the year and uh, catch up. up yeah, doing a bit of catch up because I've already like there's loads of albums that aren't on this list that I've heard in the last couple of weeks that I know I'm going to love and going to be talking about. So this is not the best albums, but this is my favorite albums. And I've done a top five, but I've also got a whole load of like honorable mention shit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But basically to get into my top five, it had to be like stuff that I've listened to the whole year pretty much. And it's like personal, like it's a per- more personal kind of um, opinion or whatever. So that's kind of how I've done it. So for starters, honorable mentions, uh, I want to start with uh, Melly by Dogleg, which I bring up because I thought I was going to love this a lot more than I d- did because it was like one of the big, and I still hear people talk about it as being like one of the best like emo albums of the year, like the math rock emo albums and i thought i'd like it more because one of my favorite albums of last year was like the same kind of album the big one that everyone loved uh which is origami angels album somewhere city so i've also included that as an honorable mention because that came out november last year and it would have been what i was listening to at the start of this year a lot so i give that a wee shout out because i haven't brought it up before so that's a great album um then I've got a few albums that like were follow-ups from bands that I didn't love as much as I thought I would. Um, one of them is actually the Beths, uh, Jump Rope Gazers. And I listened to it again. I listened to it today, actually. And the main issue with that is like the, their first album is fantastic, as you know and agree. Yeah, yeah I was in the top 1% of listeners on Spotify. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's the the problem with this album. It's not like this album's really good because I when I listened to it today, I was like, just listen to the album, and I was like, this is really fucking good, really great songwriting and everything. And I'll I might even come to I'll 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 be going back and listening more because it might it might just grow on me. But when I listen to the first album, it's like every track I'm just like, this is class, and then yeah. the next track, and I'm like, oh, this song's class too. It's like everything is fucking. Every nine. single track in that album is a hit. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Mm. And this, if I put to the album, 
it's disappointing. But if you listen to it on its own, this album is fantastic. And I think if this was their first album and like if it was all the way around, it'd be like, yeah, oh, that makes sense. A lot better. But like their 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 debut album is just they it's amazing. <laughs> and the on a similar kind of is retirement party. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. Like like a lot of there's a, it's hard to follow up. If your first album, I think you're probably better off if your first album's only okay. Yeah. <laughs> But if you have to follow up an amazing first album, it's like, it must be so hard to do. Not only that there. And Retirement Party, Retirement Party fell into that category as well, where I loved their first so much. And then they did another album out this year, which I listened to today again, just to refresh. And again, it's still a very good album. It's just not as, I don't know, the first one I've like really resonated with me personally too. So that might be a factor. But I like I love the first album and this album I'm like that's pretty good. And Phony is another one who kinda is in this category of he's a he used to be in uh, Donovan Wolfington, which I love that band. And then this is I don't know if this is his first full length or second. And it's per, like it's good, but it's I don't love it as much as um the Donovan Wolfington stuff, which is why I'm just giving it a honorable mention instead of a list instead of a ranked position um next up are some that i knew about these bands but only realized recently that they have albums so i just want to give them a, a shout out first one is barely civil who had an album out in 2018 i wrote it down somewhere 2018 which i really liked when i first listened to it and then when I came back to it, I realized I didn't like it as much as I wished I liked it, if that makes sense. It like didn't really hold up on repeat listens. So they had a new album out this year called I'll Figure This Out, which I've listened to a couple of times. And I think it sounds like that album that I wish the first one was. So Barely Civil, check them out, great band. Seem to be, they're they're doing the opposite of what the best are doing they're improving yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> like like i'm sure album number three from the bats will be fucking class because th- that pressure won't be there yeah but i get what you mean they just had second yeah. album syndrome yeah uh trace mountains is another one they had an album out a few years ago that i really liked and i've listened to this newest one last in the country a couple of times over the last like week or so and it's really good as well maybe better than that last one um pears had an album out this year which i want to listen to like once because I, w- I went to listen to their old album from a few years ago and i heard a new album and I was like, okay <laughs> i didn't know it came out and it's very good like melodic hardcore um i don't even know if categorize melodic hardcore yeah it's the best best genre i can come up with uh their album green star is fucking amazing uh, their split with direct hit is amazing, and this album I will probably grow to consider amazing as well once I give it more listens. Because I've only listened to it once, I think. Yeah, so uh, definitely give it proper. Yeah. Into it, over it, another really good like uh, math rock emo band. That's another thing. I need better words <laughs> for these bands. <laughs> I think I'm actually going to do like an an episode at some point. Uh, going into like math rock because it's just discussing the, a... the subgenres of it all. 
just a use and when i say emo it's like unless you know what these unless you know the current state of emo you're probably not going to know what i'm talking about oh do they sound like green day no (laughs) but that's it like if you're only if you're only like if you're only reference for emo is like my chemical romance then that's not what i'm talking about oh so you're you're saying they're more like the used Uh, I'm joking because it's all the same. Like they're all just the same. I don't. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just making a bad joke, and that's all. Yeah, right. like the into it over. They're probably closer to like see like uh, Midwestern emo is like twinkly, mathy emo basically, mm-hmm. and that's what into it over are closer to. But they're very melodic mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, um, their album in, is it called Intermission, Intersections. Oh dear, I can't remember now. From a few years ago, is fucking amazing, and this album is really good too. But again, need more listens. Gleamer is another one that I just like looked up. I knew they had a new album out, but I don't think I think I listened to the r- wrong album like earlier in the year, or maybe I think maybe I knew they had an album coming out, but it wasn't yet. So I looked up and listened to it. For an album, and then I listened to the newest album only recently called Darn Through. It's really good as well. It's like a, a shoegaze soft grunge. Again, if you don't know what soft grunge is, it might be another this fucking descriptor. But uh, I like that album. Well, it's just the opposite part. of hard grunge. I'm <laughs> gonna just keep making bad jokes with these, these genres. Opposite of hard. What's. The hard clean, hard soap. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think Liquid what the opposite soap. of grunge is. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> the opposite of grunge is liquid soap. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these I, I might come back to on like a normal podcast episodes when I've listened to more. Yeah. But for now, I'm just giving them as like uh, they're good and worth a listen kind of job. Mm. Cartier Headrest. This is one that I kind of forgot about i listened to like a few times when it came out um but it's a bit of a do you know that do you know car seat car seat headrest do you know that uh i think it's just mean a one guy's project they had like he had like a breakout with a twin fantasy is that what it's called it was like a big like well-received bedroom indie album and then last year the year before he re-released it with like a full band arrangement Mm -hmm. And now this album is like him collaborating with uh, electronic producers, so it kind of reminds me of the Postal Service. Do you know them? Yeah. Did you show me them? Some, the somebody? Show them. I have a wild feeling Angus showed me them or something. Postal Service is um, what do you call the singer from Death Cab? Oh yeah, I know who you're on about. I can't. Him, him, it's like his electronic album. So it's that if you if you're in the Postal Service, you probably like this mm. similar vibes for me anyway. And another album I forgot about, Pearl Jam had a fucking class album out this year. I forgot that too. First album in like seven years or something. I forgot that too, yeah. Yeah. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that album at the time. And again, like, it's weird whenever I, like I've said a lot this year, that it's been a, an amazing year for music. And then when I started thinking about my best album, I couldn't think of any. But then when I started writing stuff down, the list just kept going. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, there was. It was, there was a good, a lot of good music. <laughs> yeah. There's another late entry now, Alpha Male Tea Party. Uh, I think a 
fantastic return to form for them because their last album, Health, I wasn't crazy about. Mm. Like I enjoyed it, a couple of standout tracks, but their album beforehand, Droids. Yeah, Droids. I've listened to Droids. Yeah, that album is like, this has only happened to me two times. I started listening to it on Bandcamp and before the album was over, I had bought the album. <laughs> <laughs> So that's not me with that that album and one other album and th- and this album Infinity Stare, I think is like a really good progression. Um, ooh, progression. Yeah. More progressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because they they fall into like the party math category. Yeah. But their other stuff did more, more so. Or this one seems to it still has like those. It's got like more progressive elements, but then still has those big riffs. It's so it's like it's really satisfying your destiny. It's like it's an it's very intricate, and then there's usually be a point towards the end where the big chunky riff comes in. And it's just like yeah, where it's just fun again, kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good, very well, very very good. But that only came out like a few months ago, so again, I haven't listened to that uh, loads, mm. but I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, Morning of Black Star. This is one I was like telling everyone about when I first heard it back like halfway through the year the cycle it's like a big uh the close like to put it in one genre i would choose trip hop but there's a lot more going on there's like they've got like br- like live brass sections in the band and everything and uh i think there's like mul- maybe two or three vocalists and very cool album it's like 20 tracks too if i, if I remember correctly it's a big, big long album. big double album then yeah, really worth it. I'm gonna actually look that up to see if I got the track listen back, but I I feel like I remember it having a a good long runtime mm-hmm. and definitely uh worth checking out. It's kinda like there's like dub and electronic and a, a lot of like different uh genres going on. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Let me just get the track listen here. So I'm not um Wrong. 18 tracks yeah so pretty long album yeah yeah it's got um i think i can get the yeah it's like over an hour running time so pretty sweet mm. good chucky fucking put it on late at night you'll have a good time jesse <laughs> uh, where there's another one i i like I've recommended people a lot, but I always forget about it and then I think of it again. Uh, her album, Watch Your Pleasure, I kind of rate it in the same, the same same thing I get out of Dua Lipa's album, where it's just like really fun, upbeat. Um, she's doing a lot of back to like soul stuff and uh, like really good, fun album. Um, one I listened to and then forgot about until again in the last like month. As Beach Bunny, she had an album called Honeymoon out. I think actually how I heard of it, she had a new song out, um, which I meant to look up and I forgot, but I also I'll do that now. She's a new song, Good Girls Don't Get Used. I think I must have heard that and was like, I'd actually came on the radio one day, I was listening to it, as the 8 radio. Uh, that's my recommendation for best radio station of the year. <laughs> 8 radio, uh, online radio, um, based in Dublin, but there's, it's like, They've got like hosts from all over the shop, I think. But my list is one at work, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go iRadio, I guess. <laughs> get get that on 
I don't know if you can if you can get that on, put it on because it's all really good, like rock and indie and stuff they play. Anytime I listen, to it, it's always good shit. Like I said, this this was on it. So I heard this song and I was like, that's class. And then I went back and listened to her album for the first time since it, I listened to it when it came out. And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> really good, like power pop and just great voice and everything. Fantastic. Um, Smith Street Band had an album out this year, which I thought I didn't. I thought I didn't like that much, but then I listened to it was it today or yesterday, and I was like, ah, it's pretty damn good actually. <laughs> I think I'll do like a, I'll t- I think I'll talk about Smith Street Band as well on, a, on another podcast because they're one of my favorite bands, and I want to do like a special almost. Have to be like an album choice, but I want to go into them a little bit more too. I think. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, another one which I forgot about until recently. This is why they're all like, like, like I said, the top five are like the ones that have kind of been with me the whole year. Oh, year, yeah, and these are the ones that I, that kind of came back to you when you were thinking about. Yeah, it. yeah, and like I listened at the time and enjoyed or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Erica Brace, um, an album out called Young. She's this singer from Reviver, is another band that I love, and I actually saw that saw her last year supporting Tune on Tinfoil, and I met two members of my next choice, which is my top Irish album of the year, uh, Pillow Queens, um, first full-length album, uh, In Waiting. Uh, this is one that I, I, I only like realized this came out when I was updating the, the Fierce Pit Bosses playlist because I was going to include them on it. And then I was like, oh, they have a full album out. And it's great. I'm really happy with it because I like their first two EPs I loved. And they there was like one or singles they released in between. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't know if I like this. And I don't, I think it's on the album, but in the context of the album, I really like it. It's like it hasn't like, when I listen to the album, it doesn't jump out to me as being like, oh, I don't like this song. I think it just needs that album context. And they're just like, I don't know if you know this band, Pillow Queens. No, I don't. Four uh, Dublin girls. Did I say I met two, two of them, was chatting to two of them at that uh, Chewy gig, mm. which is cool. Um, just like indie pop, slightly punky flavored, just really good melodies and like harmonies and great songwriters. Um, this album's great. First EPs are great. Plenty of music to listen to. Check it out. Uh, I was going to put this as an honorable mention, but then I decided it's an EP, so it'll just get the best EP category, which is Pop released an EP called uh, This Place Sucks Ass. (laughs) (laughs) Aptly titled. Um, Yeah, Pop are going to... Pop are actually what I planned on being the next, like, album choice anyway. Mm. So they'll come up again, but um, just really good. They can do no wrong. They're the best. Fair enough. <laughs> they can do no wrong, they're the best. Yeah. Next. Do, do, whatever, do whatever you want, guys. I'll eat it up. <laughs> that is a fact. Okay, to the top five. To the top five. <laughs> and the top five, which I've also slightly cheesed because it's a joint fifth place. <laughs> <laughs> to the top five, including six artists. Yeah. 
because I was trying to separate them today and I was like, I think they just got go together because they they do the same thing for me. They came out at like the same time and they're kind of like, uh, again, they're like the opposite of what I felt about like the best in Retirement Party. They're bands that I'd heard before and really liked and these albums are like their fucking, their best stuff they've done so far. So the first one is Hot Mulligan. Um, this was like, a surprise when I I went and we re-listened it a couple of days ago and I was like oh yeah I love this album <laughs> I'd like forgotten how much I listened to it and it was like even though I forgot how much I listened to it I did like it was one that I kept coming back to because it really stood out but it must have been a while or something but that I listened to it and then I was like this I've listened to this a lot I like knew everything and it's like really fun it's math rocky emo again, but it's like really fun and upbeat and like really good like melodies and catchy catchy melodies and everything. And they had an album out a few years ago, which I remember I think I'm probably gonna listen to once, but it was enough to be like, This band's good. And I like had it saved on my phone and everything on saved on Bandcamp and everything. <laughs> and then so when this album came out this year, I was like, Oh great. And it feels like they've they're really like, are a band to want to watch now, as opposed to just being something that had promise. Yeah. And then Spanish love songs are they're both like they're both kind of emo, in uh, but like uh in different ways. Mm-hmm. Where Hot Mullet are doing like the math rocky stuff, Spanish love songs are doing like the mature pop punky sound of emo, and their album uh Brave Faces everyone. I think like both both these uh, album titles too. I think are really apt for this year. The Hot Mulligan one's called "You'll Be Fine," and Spanish Love Songs one's called "Brave Faces." Everyone, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Keep your heads up. <laughs> yeah, and like the Spanish Love Songs one in particular, it's like very comforting for this year. Like they're talking about a lot of, like the political stuff that happened. Like these both came out in like I think around March mm. first, first half of the year for definite anyway. So they, when they were writing it, they weren't t- writing about pandemic, but they still like seemed to fit very well. Um, wonder what they think now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those albums, fantastic. This next one is a recent discovery, but I've also, but I've fallen in love with it. So coming in at number four, and it's also. Uh, this year I discovered not this I didn't discover the genre, but I discovered my love for ambient music. Mm. <laughs> and it like it's I think maybe maybe the year that's in it too, it's like those comforting sounds just I and maybe I needed them this year more than others, but I like I've since like looked up other artists and oh, another honorable mention, great ambient album that came out this year by Nine Inch Nails of all people. <laughs> <laughs> they released two albums. Uh, one was called Together, and what was the other one called? Shit. But anyway, Together is the one I'm recommending because it's like really nice and like positive. And then the other one is like all the dark ambient sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other one's called like is it called like Poison or something like that? It's got some sort of much more darker name. Anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to look it up while I'm chatting. I'm trying to, but yeah, I'm together, just anyway. seeing, yeah, Together and Locusts. 
locusts, that was it. Yeah, I knew it was like something plaguey. Yeah. <laughs> something something negative. But yeah, they released both those albums as like a free free kind of gift to their fans. They said they had a whole like thing about it, which is pretty cool. Cool, yeah. But yeah, Together is like really I recommend listening Together if you like need a wee bit of comfort because it's nice uplifting stuff. Cool. And this one, which I'm also glad to say, is an Irish artist called Indistinct Chatter and his album Cabin Lights Off, which I've been listening to a lot since I found it. It's just really good, really nice. And he's like, uh, as reading a bit about him on his band camp, he is a he was a filmmaker originally, and then that's how he got into music because he would make like these sort of atmospheric scores for his films. And then, but this is the first album that he's done just solely as like an without a visual uh, accompaniment. Yeah, just focused on music. It's class. Yeah, and I think I was actually thinking I I want to put one of the songs as the outro to this episode oh actually sure. that's perfect because i usually put a irish song in the episode yeah i hadn't even thought of that, sort of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna all, put it all coming together <laughs> yeah i was like i'm just gonna put it as the outro because it's like nice comforting and i think people might it's like you know podcasts are nice uh audio hug and this music is a nice audio, audio hug, hug so, so you're like, doing putting them together yeah. but yeah that there we go there's our irish track so I'll put that at the end. I put on the um what song was I gonna put on now? Uh sh- I, I actually have an really ambient kinda I actually have an ambient kinda EP that I was listening to that it's kinda nice to write to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out last year as well. Ooh, tell me I about actually it. found it. I actually found it on Reddit because of one of the many sci-fi subreddits I think, but I think it was like sci-fi writing and they were like this guy was like I wrote this made this EP and I kinda have it as like the idea of like a soundtrack to like a sci-fi movie and it's called uh, Moondust by Virtual Mage. And it's quite good. It's all gonna send that to uh, me. yeah, we'll do. Um There's a whole genre on Bandcamp of people m- making soundtracks to movies that don't <laughs> exist. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I find it funny though when my Spotify rat was um Moondust, so I was like, let's do it. It's all like kind of simple signs. It's just kinda of nice kind of like background music, but I also then I think I was kind yeah. of picking it because I was like, ooh, we met it as a sci-fi soundtrack and guess what I'm trying to write. But um yeah. then in my Spotify rap it told me that I'd listened to it before it had even fifty thousand views or something like that. So it was still cool. pretty though I find it randomly like, but I think I think it's yeah. quite nice. I like listening to it. I know. Yeah, I know. Like a uh, blind boy, I'd always talk about he listens to like the Blade Runner soundtrack when he's writing. I can understand that. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. But yeah, no, that 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 is that is one of the things. One of the reasons I've listened to a lot of ambient music this year too is like it is great when you're writing. Yeah, just as like a, like because it's very non-intrusive and usually doesn't have beats and stuff. Because I find like you know it's like oh lo-fi hip hop is like the the go-to thing. Like but I find that music. Yeah. I find like the the drums and all quite distracting. Where ambient is designed to be, like I talked about this in a different episode, I think, mm. where Brian basically made coined the phrase and he said it, it should be like if it's kind of there as like something you can pay attention to and then it'll like enrich your experience, but you can also just mm. like blank it out and well, it won't make any difference. Well, basically, I'm pretty sure this does have drums and all on it, but I think it's just it's still quite gentle anyway, or it's yeah. still quite it's also still quite spacey, which is kind of why I like it. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's. I find they often use like a melodic percussion, maybe you know, like 
it's only an example I can think of right now is like an, a xylophone, but yeah. you know, like <laughs> it's like it's like. Ah oh, no. I don't know what happened. Hello again. I don't know what happened. There you froze for me. Alright, you just completely in the middle of a sentence you just disappeared for me. Alright, you froze and then nothing was happened, so I just killed Discord and restarted it. Alright, you oh, that seems to fix that's bad. I, I you just like you were still in the middle of talking for me and then you just disappeared. It's kinda weird. I don't know. <laughs> weird, yeah. Um well it looks like um my connection's better quality now. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so that number four was indistinct chatter. Cabin lights off. Mm. You can listen to it at the end and make up your own mind, but I love it. <laughs> my number three pick, Violent Soho, Everything is A-OK. This is one that I like, I listened to this a lot during the summer. Mm. <laughs> and I, for, I didn't realize how much I listened to it until I listened to it today. And I was like, just knew all these songs so well, and I was like, yeah. "This is a great album." Yeah, knowing like every <laughs> single word, and what's coming up next? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like it. It feels very. It feels like summer grunge. That's how I describe it. Which feels like a a combination that wouldn't work, but it does. It does. Yeah, because um, <laughs> have you you've listened to this band too? Haven't yeah, because you? you showed me them before, and I always kind of forget about them because I always me keep meaning to put them on. But they have that song, and the, isn't it the chorus is like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah," and they have the video yeah. and all. Ah, oh, God, I yeah. love that song. Hey, it's such yeah. a good song. It's so good. It's like, <laughs> like you don't yeah, 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 Summer yeah, Grunge yeah. is such a good fucking <laughs> good way to put it. Yeah, they're just like heavy in like a good solid way. What's the name of that album actually that that's on? Is that? Yeah. Everything is A-OK? That one, that's on. No, that one's on, I think, Hungry Ghost, which I think is, I think that's like talking about, um, albums i recommend and i'll probably do that one at one point because i like all that yeah. album and i love all their stuff like like i don't know if like this might be my least favorite but like it it doesn't really still matter <laughs> it's still like yeah. still... <laughs> so I, I love this band and this album's class and like yeah just listening today again because i was like i don't know how i'm, I'm gonna feel about this because like this album, like I wouldn't put all their all their stuff as summer grunge, but this album just has very like summery vibes or something very light and like upbeat about the whole thing. And I just remembered like being in my garden during the summer, listening to it and stuff. And yeah, it was cool because I was like, am I going to enjoy it so much in these like cold winter months? But it just took me back to the summer and I was like, this, this is good, good stuff. Good, good kind of sort of recent nostalgia kind of. <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah, it was weird. I felt nostalgia for like six months ago. Yeah, <laughs> the good old days, yeah. height of the pandemic. Ah, uh, nice. uh, drinking in the garden. Can't talk to anyone else. Nice. Yeah, good times. So that this number two, like I said, the starters are my favorites, and the reason I say this is because if this was just like a best album list, this might be the top, but mm. because it's personal choice. This gets number two. Uh, it's Phoebe Bridger's album Punisher. Oh yeah, I remember you chatting about that. Yeah, well, uh, I think th- th- I cho- I mentioned her first album as like a recommendation, and I think that episode 
got lost somehow, so it didn't go up. Right. <laughs> so I get a, a chance to talk about her again. Yeah. I recommend the first album because I thought, like, if you haven't gotten into her before, it's a good place to start. But, like, this album is, like, was so anticipated by everyone, by, like, so many people. And just, like, for me, anyway, completely met those expectations and maybe exceeded them. I think it's just a, a fantastic indie folk album and I love her voice I love her songwriting um if you haven't listened to Phoebe Bridgers yet you need to get on that she's like fantastic and she did a couple uh she did like a whole I think I mentioned in the last episode so I'll say it again I looked her up and she had a new EP which was like a string arrangements of like five or six songs from the album and then when we were recording the last podcast, I looked at my phone again and she had another new EP of like, it was like a winter EP or Christmas EP. It was like just that day. <laughs> it was like, she's so like prolific because she did the first album and she did Boy Genius with uh, Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker um, and um, Better Oblivion Community Center with um, Connor Oberhurst, whatever his name is, the guy from Bright Eyes. So like she released the first album really well received then did all these side projects so i think everyone was really waiting for her to come back and do her own stuff own album again and yeah fantastic stuff and number one my man help me through this year more than anything else jeff rosenstock knew it fucking knew no it was dr- gonna be jeff no rosenstock dream. what else could it be like <laughs> So I just wait and I was like, is he going to give him the number one spot or is he going to give him number two? Or is he gonna... Like yeah. I said, this is my personal list. Um, yeah, no, yeah. How could <laughs> yeah. I give it to anyone other than Jeff Rosenstock of like yeah. m- one of his best albums, I think, in anything he's done? Like, I love his album so much. Like, fucking 10 out of 10 for me. Like, even, even in his last few albums that I love, there's always like something that I pick there's like a song maybe i don't like or whatever but this one doesn't have any of that i think it's just amazing Class. i love it so much and it gives me great pleasure to have this platform this is the only reason to have this podcast is to give him my number one album of the year then i've done my job i've done my duty thank you jeff fair enough <laughs> Yeah, I've talked about this on the podcast. I don't need to say anymore. It's just amazing. Yeah. Go listen to it. <laughs> yeah, just go listen. I listen to this. I was like in bed today, and I was like, I've got because I got like a little uh, Bluetooth speaker mm. uh, for Christmas. So sometimes if I'm like trying to get out of bed in the morning, I'll just put an album on, and that and that was what I put on this morning. First time I listened to it in a while, and I was like, that's the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I need right there. But yeah, like if you compare the other album of the year. Uh, Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia. Like, <laughs> her music is like an escape. It's like not dealing with everything. And Jeff's is like, um, it's dealing with everything. It's an acknowledgement <laughs> of like, these aren't great. So, yeah. But it's like catharsis. It's great, yeah. I don't really have anything else to say. I just love it. <laughs> and podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! Uh, single of the year, Tune on Sunfire released a song on Christmas Day, best present ever. Oh right, class. Yeah, such a surprise. I like woke up on Christmas morning, and 
I think I woke up and looked at my phone and there was a notification. And then like a wee while later, I was still in bed. I looked again and I had a notification from Bandcamp. Chain 10 file. I have a new song. I will just uh, get the name of it. I've probably forgotten all their shit too. Because I keep like, I thought I had everything and I'm still remembering shit. Singing from the septic tank is the name of their so that's my single of the year. That's how I'll fit that in. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Song of the year. Song of the year was uh Dua Lipa, pretty please. I predicted it would be. It still is. Still yeah. gets stuck in my head. <laughs> Class. <laughs> I was chatting to Carrie recently. Um I was like, Have you heard of Dua Lipa? And she was like, I love Dua Lipa. I was like, Yes. But I was gonna have to like convert convert her. And she was like, She's fast. And I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah, convince her. And it's like, no, I get it, I yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's class. So there you go. That's it. Um, if you I don't know, because someone recommended to me, Emer, if you're listening, recommended that I like uh write out all the stuff that we talk about. Mm. And I was like, I'm not doing that. But I might do it for this episode. Yeah, that might so be a good if idea. You, if you, if you like, uh, like I'll be listening back when I edit anyway. But if you beforehand um, want to message me stuff that you mentioned that you can think of, and I like I've got my list here, so I'll just put it in the show notes. And if you like, send me that um, graphic novel you mentioned, for example. And, yeah, that's uh, the only one I can think of off the bat. Yeah, if you just <laughs> any like, I'm not saying right now, anytime at all. Like, if you think of something. Yeah. Uh, sure. just, just even 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 if even if you want, send me a message just even to remind me tomorrow because I might yeah. forget and then I can be like, oh yeah, and I can do that. So and I'll once... be like Tonjus' Dragons, Glass Cut and Puck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for once I will um actually write everything. Include down. stuff in the show notes because we went over so much shit. And I yeah, hate that true. whenever I like I stop listening to like movie podcasts and stuff because I need to like be there with a pen and paper like to to write down stuff that they talk about so i just stopped doing it <laughs> plus like if you hear so many of them you're watching this movie expecting like oh wait this isn't a movie i wanted to watch <laughs> it's like yeah. oh, wait a minute <laughs> anyway um that's fun first okay. podcast of the year done i want to say something just all of a sudden because it reminded me of about like getting confused between movies was i got a snap from cormac because you know we'd been, I'd chatted to him about like Scanner Darkly, and he got confused or he picked the wrong movie, and he ended up watching some rom com, but he thought it was a Scanner Darkly, and he was like, "Where is all of this stuff coming in about like the drug addiction and the wasted?" <laughs> so he was like, "Is he like on drugs right now?" And he doesn't yeah, know yeah, exactly. This isn't real. Pure, yeah, he was pure confused. He was like, "This is nothing to do with like drug addiction." Like it was police state. It was a rom com, and he was like wondering when the fuck was gonna happen. Do you know and what then... he watched now? Oh, I can't remember. He looked up something. Is it something with a similar name or something? Yeah, something like that, like a date scam or something, or dark, dark scam. Something like that. <laughs> oh, sorry, it just reminded me that. That's funny. Yeah. I know. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. He's just watching. Is this the most genius movie ever? There's going to be a hell of a fucking twist. Like, uh, It's the stuff they don't say, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to another year of podcasts. Yeah. This is a good one because we've taken a bit of a break again. We have stuff to talk about. <laughs> there's a good one to get into the swing of things again and yeah yeah like and if you think of other ideas like i was saying i might do an episode on 
on Mathrock. Um, the idea to um, work on stuff, work on stories that we read to each other. Yeah, I like that idea because I was thinking about that myself as well. Yeah, and anything that you can think of like that, like because we kind of did that a bit at the start, where like we did the whole stuff on um, many worlds and simulation theory and all, which is really fun. Yeah. So try and just pick so if, focus if there's on... anything, if there's anything you think of, like if you want to do, I don't know, some kind of history of comic books or that might be too I was big. But thinking about like, yeah, that would be a bit too big. I was thinking about that, but something it was specific. Some history of Alan Moore or something, you know, maybe something a bit uh, that'd smaller. That'd be weird. That'd be weird enough. All right. Yeah, but I was thinking about that because I was thinking I could probably do do that on, certain, um, certain stuff. Fucking, you talk enough about Philip Dick. Maybe that'd be a good one. That's quite yeah, makes a lot of sense actually. Philip K. Dick would be a good one. Like it kind of, we could even do that. Like almost take turns in episodes. Like each yeah. person does sort of a deep dive. But I would say just if we do it, like, even do it, like, like or just actually, sorry, um, I think we're lagging a bit and talking over each other. But yeah, um, <laughs> where is it? I don't know where it. Is. I don't know where it is now. But the, uh, the Ray Bradbury book I've been reading. I showed you that, didn't I? The like essays on. Oh yeah. Zen and the art of writing, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like he talks a lot about the 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 early days of science fiction and everything and how it became popular. And I know like you're you're into that too. So that could be a cool subject. Not just Philip K. Dick, like talk about Asimov and Ray Bradbury and all. Yeah, because Philip Philip K. Dick would have been way after that because he was new wave. It's just that Ray Bradbury is considered like yeah. the bridge because he is technically old school, yeah. but then technically new wave, depending on but, depending what, on which word you the, go through. And Fahrenheit four five one is like the the point. It's like the this is where it became like from new wave to science fiction. This is like this is how this is like the start of the new wave sort of. Yeah, and that's why guess what he's considered like. I actually haven't read enough Ray Bradbury, but he's like a very yeah. Main... I'm definitely going to read more because like even just reading these essays, they're so like passionate. Yeah, <laughs> there's great. There's a lot to him. He's like there's a reason why he is like always read... always touted as one of the top names. Yeah, like... should read the lake. You can find it online. Uh, there was one of the ones, one of his short stories he brought up. Um, you can actually, give it a Google. You can actually look at. Did you see that there thing? Do you know? Do you know Project Gutenberg? Oh yeah, yeah. Every their new list this year. Jesus, there was like fucking massive amount of stuff on that. There's some Ray Bradbury and stuff on it too. Like you can get everything oh, online cool. for free, which is pretty classic. It's all public domain books, isn't it? Yeah, it's all. It's all like you yeah. know what, like fucking. So they, midnight like on list. fucking January for or January first or like you know yeah, start of all the, the stuff year. that just newly became public domain. Yeah, and it's a uh, that's it's cool. pretty pretty interesting read. Like I used to like to go yeah. through it. Um, sorry, yeah. What I was gonna say was the the essay of his I read today. He was talking about um how the students shaped how the students made science fiction popular and he was talking about you know he's talking about the the change from when like no one no one talked about science fiction or fantasy it was never in libraries teachers didn't talk about it and then like you said the students would start to like they would give their teacher a copy of an asimov book and the teacher was like what's that and it's like oh it's just science fiction it's like i don't want to read that and then eventually they'd be like oh maybe i'll read a paragraph and then they'd read the paragraph and then they'd read another paragraph and be like oh my god these books are about something yeah and it was like the the students taught the teachers that these books of science fiction and fantasy actually had something to offer and then that caused the whole explosion and that's why he became popular then because of like and yeah i was like that's kind of cool yeah that's pretty cool 
I just I know as well that like, it was such like it was trash at some at one point. Well, like well, yeah, well, it still they all still come and were initially pulps, which was because yeah. it was called a pulp because it was pulp paper and it was the cheapest yeah. way, the cheapest way yeah. to produce paper. Like that's what it was. It was yeah. done on the cheapest stuff and the cheapest magazines. Yeah, and um, like he talks about sending his stories to these magazines and getting paid a couple of bit of money or whatever. Yeah. Like, and, <laughs> and so, yeah. I watched the whole fucking YouTube series and it was very interesting because like Isaac Asimov, Robert Heinlein, and I don't think Ray Bradbury, that, but somebody that was else. someone he mentioned too, I think. They all they all had like this one editor and he's the one that like made it because like it was science fiction initially would have started with Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is considered the very first science fiction novel. But then it would have went into kind of like more Kind of like flash wild card. What? Got your what? <laughs> I forgot my wild card album. What's your wild card album? <laughs> uh, too many albums. See, I even like, I, I clearly like got guilty for too many honorable mentions. It's like, I need to put these in different categories. Yeah, yeah, to try and try and break it up a wee bit. <laughs> yeah, there's one that I like. Uh, sorry for disrupting your flow there. Go for it. Uh, this is one I like. I was going through my band camp and like I seen this album and I was like, Did that come out this year? And I was like, Oh, it did. And I don't, I haven't seen it like mentioned anywhere else. I don't think it was very like, I don't think it was huge or anything, but I really enjoyed it at the time. And I was like, listening today and I was like, I was like, How do I even describe this album? And the best I could do was if the Beach Boys made the soundtrack to a 90s movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like re- really inventive, like pop like uh loads of weird melodies and like key changes and just you know that kind of it hopefully you're picturing what i'm describing um (laughs) and like complete disregard for genres as well that like one song was like kind of approaching like punky hardcore with like screams and the next thing was like a fucking it sounded like the beatles could have wrote it it was like just (laughs) just going for it whatever it's really funny creative songwriting and yeah, pictures of Vernon. Um, the album's called Bug. Nineties inspired indie pop punk sound with a lot of like cool, creative, creative and inventive songwriting. That's cool. And hopefully, I'm not wrong. I'll, I'll probably like read a list now and be like number one or something. <laughs> So hopefully I'm actually right, and this is I am like the only, the only I haven't seen it mentioned. I haven't seen it mentioned anyway. Like I think a lot of those other stuff I mentioned are going to be on other lists, but I don't know about that one. So hopefully I might might give something something they haven't heard before. Okay, pictures of Vernon. Anyway, right back yeah. to our back to our meta commentary. <laughs> well, I think you displayed that. Uh, that's a good subject. Yeah, that's a good subject. To, yeah, it's a good idea. Like for either kind of both subject. of us, or you just you can just educate me. <laughs> Sorry, well, I'll, or I'll, I can look into it. whatever way you want to do it. I'll look into it a bit more because I'd, pro- I'd probably want to write stuff down because I'll just get myself confused. Can I, you know, yeah. most of them, you know, if you're talking about something and you're like, oh, I should have mentioned this, then you mention it and you're like, yeah, but then I have to mention. Yeah, it. that's that's a, like that's that's what I was thinking. Like with the math rock, like I want to do research and like actually like paint the timeline and stuff and yeah yeah if you want to do the same yeah because like, i can kind of do this and this is like mary shelley's considered like the initial one and then like how it goes on from there and how yeah. it transformed and then all the different kind of waves and stuff and then also like the differences because new wave is more of like about like the meta physical and like the sociological kind of like 
extrapolations like technology and all, whereas like Asimov and all wasn't really. It's more about like the hard science and like mm. science going forward and how science might advance. But then like then new waves kind of more your fucking dystopias and all that kind of stuff. Like and what does this mean? What does this mean to be human? Well, that's good. Must be warm if you're taking that off. Getting too warm in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, must be a good uh, fucking thing, man. Yeah. So right. Well, that that's. Um... We'll, we'll just say that now that in the future we'll have an episode on math rock an episode on the history of science fiction and could we be any nerdier yeah because i'll probably do one on comics too not to mention it math rock and science fiction, fiction. <laughs> yawn yeah. <laughs> oh i got an email today saying that we were like 150th in the hobbies category in britain or some shit oh well, all right i'll take that I'm, I'm happy with that there only were 160 podcasts on the list, but that's pretty good. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm still happy anyway. Right. I think we should wrap up here because I've been going kind of long. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and if there's anything, unless there's anything you uh, want to uh, finish with? No, we'll leave it for that, I suppose. All right. I um, want to say thanks to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thanks, Marl. Uh, <laughs> for... We request... Um, our, your Christmas present to us <laughs> if everyone listens to it recommends the podcast to one other person yeah that would be but great like, g- g- please do it like genuinely like recommend it to someone that you think would actually enjoy the episode because I was thinking like the best th- the best thing we can do or like the best endorsement is from someone else yeah or, for something like a podcast I listened to 116 you know I mean? hours of the Glass Cannon podcast because you told me I might like it, and I'm 116 hours <laughs> yeah, in. So it, like, uh... podcast, podcasts are such an uh, investment. You need someone to to say that you trust to, your their opinion. To, yeah, to be like, yeah, listen to this. Yeah. So like, don't just tell someone to listen to it if they don't not going to be into it because then they'll just be like, that was shit. Yeah, don't just like shout to <laughs> like, someone nearby when you hear this. Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you if anyone if anyone listening can do that, that'd be really cool and help us a lot. Because if if everyone does that to one person and that person does genuinely like it, then we'll have doubled our um our fan base. Yeah, we'll have four listeners then. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, seriously, that'd be really cool. And thanks for listening to us and coming with us on this journey and. Journey. Through we'll, yeah, we'll we'll keep her lit. Yeah, thank you keep everybody. And thank you, Morrow, who is our real number one fan. Thank you, Morrow. Yeah, thank you, Morrow. Who's also featured on it. Oh, that's another thing. If you keep listening, maybe one day you'll end up on the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Joe that hard Rogan's to get in contact let, with it. <laughs> Joe Rogan's not gonna let you on his show, but we'll let we'll you on our ours. show. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> you can pick the subject. Okay. So now the outro. All right. Yeah. I will chat to you soon, Thomas. And this is Indistinct Chatter. I believe the song I'm choosing is called In Flight Movie. If there's any change to that, I will say Enjoy.
you said i was to do the thinking for both of us but i've done a lot of it since